Just living my life, just living my life, just living my life. Just living my life, just living my life, just living my life. It's my time. Just living my life, just living my life, just living my life. It's my time. Just living my life, just living my life, just living my life. It's my Came from Philly, then I moved to Harrisburg Spent time in Cali, blowing on the rarest herb Made some bread, was a manager then Good at dealing with people, couldn't handle the pen Money had me scrambling, like Randall back then Ups and downs with my chick, hard to handle it, man What's the dough really mean without family and love? Still go for your dreams, but put family above All the shallow shit, people try to take you off your path You don't allow that shit Stop wanting love from those that don't know you Appreciate your folks that seen what you go through Why would I stop? I don't even know how Papa Zan, that's the only way I slow down I could entertain y'all, but I'm no clown Puff and puff on that L till it blows down Just living my life, just living my life, just living my life Just living my life, just living my life, just living my life just living my life, just living my life. Hey everyone, this is Anthony with Interviews at Everyday People. Um, we're here, another inter- another interview in the books. We're happen, uh, having a good time here. I'll let my guest introduce herself in a second, but I just want to get into the... Uh I guess the the, the 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 meat and potatoes here. But if you like, you guys like what you hear. You're a big fan of the show, or you like what you're about to hear. Um, we every check all the links in the description below for everything we're going to talk about. Um, intro music now. It's the second time around by Vito. Thank you so much for the music, man. It's 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 a it's a good time. And now we're every all of my shows now have music, which is really cool. And I like the fact that it's uh, for the most part local. Like we're all it's all uh, it's all homegrown talent. Nice. Um, but yeah, we have. Uh, paypal date donations tab as well as our merch store we'll get into that a little bit too but uh if you would like you can introduce yourself here <laughs> hey how's it going uh, my name is allison haley miller um i'm actually from pottsville pennsylvania i am um a jack of all trades actually <laughs> um i'm a mother i'm a bartender um i do network marketing i also work in the cannabis industry and so that is my exciting life. <laughs> nice. I can get a little more into that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, behind the scenes, if you're a big fan of our network here and our shows, um, you may know we just we just got a new addition to Not Cool in High School, and we'll, we'll little backstory behind that. We'll get into in a little bit. But uh, Steve, uh, you, you and you and Steve have a connection, right? Yeah, we do. We have a love connection. <laughs> a little love connection. Yeah, Steve. Steve has been phenomenal for the show. Um, hence why you probably pushed him towards us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I find it entertaining. Yeah. I thought, yeah. And he, he's, he's been a great addition. I'm sure he, uh, he, I feel like he's having a good time with it. He loves it. Yeah. Definitely hitting all those marks. Like mm-hmm. for sure. I like having him cause he makes me feel funnier. Because he laughs at everything, he has the best. Laugh. He does. Like I told him that, like that. That's that's your part. Yeah, your laugh. He's the laugh guy. He's our laugh track. Like especially when me and Ben have our banter, he, you can just see him over there, like dying. I think Ben has like a man crush because they're yeah. into like the same anime. Yeah, game. as soon as he dropped anime, Ben was like someone else. Yeah, yeah, bromance. Yeah, yeah bromance. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you, you said you have a lot going on. You, you're a bartender. Yeah. At, uh, what, where do you bartend at? Oh, yeah. Um, at Hucklebucks in Pottsville. Love it is. Yes. Thank you. Everybody loves Hucklebucks. It's that local home bar that everybody really kind of goes to. Um, not much really changes. The atmosphere is always like really inviting. The music is always good. Like we always have probably like 
the best craft beers and they are yep. constantly yep. rotating. Like weekly, we have like the newest stuff. It's always changing. Um, you know, talking about homegrown music, like they have um, Blind Pigeon Record that, mm-hmm. you know, plays there all the time. They're always getting in local acts, um, even places from out of town. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of different bands that they've highlighted, like from like Harrisburg mm-hmm. and Cool. I've seen a lot of cool bands there. I I, uh, I kind of call it the CBGB of Pottsville. <laughs> yes. Um, and the only reason I kind of put the two together is because you kind of have to like it. Very very rarely you could be a cover band to play there. Like almost not. But it, yeah. Um, I I have seen Dookie there. Um, that was uh, <laughs> oh yes yeah. yes. <laughs> that was probably the only cover band I've seen ever there. But once again, when it's a when it's Fulton and. Uh, Collins, right, and a, and a Cantwell. You, That's you just, an exception. To, yeah, you have to, to let it go. Novels. But uh, like it's it showcases original music. Um, my only complaint is the men's bathroom. <laughs> my God, I feel for you. I seriously <laughs> like oh, like I don't even want to change the paper towel roll, and that is I, not even in the same room. Yeah, it's I I don't have anything. No comment. <laughs> There's been one time where I really had to. Um, go to the bathroom, we'll say, and it wasn't a number one. <laughs> and there's like, there's no chance. I can't hold my breath that long. Yeah, like no. <laughs> we don't even offer toilet paper. No. <laughs> <laughs> and someone, I think Kendra at the time, like snuck me to the women's room and just kind of like blocked it, yeah. so I can do my thing. But yeah, I, I've it's uh, 2019. Yeah, like it's cool. I, mean, I, I wish more people cre- would do as it. As long as you're not creeping, like yeah. nobody cares. I don't. I I don't That's... understand. Like I think there should be more intergender bathrooms. Yeah. It's just, but people need to be not not gross. Like, yeah. like lift a seat, put the seat back down, or I don't care the whole rule. I, I, uh, I mean, but just don't pee all everywhere and just don't make a mess. Like, I hate people go in the bathroom. Like, how can I destroy this place? <laughs> <laughs> I live in a house with uh, I live in a house with all girls. I grew up in a house with all girls. So, um, like the boy bathroom, like it's just not tolerated. It yeah. took a while to kind of break Steve of that habit, but you know, <laughs> um, uh, he kind of got used to it. He's potty trained now. Yeah, he was potty. What really potty trained him is like when we had when our daughter was potty training, and I was like, listen, like the first time you got to scoop her up out of the toilet in the middle of the night, She's, like her feet are sticking. Yeah. Straight. Like, you're never going to do it again. And, uh, you know. It happened? That's what happened. Did did you ever see the South Park episode where they have to, like, because the woman, like, she always yelled at her son for leaving the toilet seat up. And she, and like, she dies in the episode because her guts got sucked through the toilet. Oh. (laughs) That reminds me of a Chuck Palahniuk book. And then then from there on, it was like a TSA, like, episode where everyone had to, like, buckle up to, like, be on the toilet. And it was all, like, these crazy, it was a funny episode. But I always remember it's like, they had a barrier with the toilet in the ground, but it was really funny. But yeah, yeah, I could just, yeah. I did that one time to myself. I left the seat up, and then I went back later and sat down, and <laughs> I t- took a ride. Yeah. You know, you only have to do that once to realize that you don't want to do it again. It's just the cold water. That water's cold. Cold water in the bum is yeah. just not, yeah. not inviting, <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so I lo- one time you were talking about the craft. Um, we, we did, like, on our Bang of Beers, we were talking about where's the best places in the area to get craft beer, like where you could buy it or the things. And Pottsville's very fortunate. Like. Yeah. Pretty much every major bar in Pottsville, you can get a craft beer. I would rank, like, I give, like, a two-way, oh, it's kind of like a three-way tie between you guys, the wheel, and the Greystone. Yeah. You guys have more on tap, where Greystone, I think, has two on tap, craft on tap. 
They usually have that oh, big, yeah. 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 Uh, well, yeah. Oh, let's not, let's talk about Nick's mules. Have, yeah. you, have you ever had one of Nick's? Yep. Oh, Moscow mm-hmm. mules are amazing. Yeah. yeah. We have custom, we got these mules on tap that are just out of this world. Yeah. Fantastic. But yeah, it's it's such, it's really, really good. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of, the, of, of Huckle Bucks. That's a, and you guys have trivia there and then Wing yeah, Night. Yeah. The Wing Night threw me off first time I went. <laughs> I was going, I thought I was going for a Wing Night, not a chicken night. Like it was like it's like a it you're when they you say get the a wing, wing and the ding. Yeah. You get like it's, the whole It was a lot of wing, work. Wing ding the whole damn thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. It was like a it's like I love eating crab and lobster. I just don't have patience for it. And then when I got it, I was like what is this? They're like yeah, this I'm like I, I don't know if I can I don't know if I could do this. This is this is not what I I wasn't mentally prepared coming yeah, in. No. Second I, time I went I had more of a, be- a better experience, but the first time I was like is this is this a joke? They're like, what do you want? I'm like, just a dozen wings. They're like, you want a dozen? And I was like, yeah. They're like, just get one. I'm like, one wing? Like, I didn't know. Like, it was, it <laughs> right. didn't process. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you, yeah, you really only want to order a half dozen. Yeah. You're getting the whole dozen. It's like, yeah. It's, yeah. They're they're pretty crazy, but the food's like, it's really good. Um, yeah. Super mm-hmm. good. Super mm-hmm. good. Um, Huckle brunch. Like we do that. I have not done that while. yet. I highly, highly recommend it. They do like a special like craft menu of food and then they do a special crafted menu of drinks. So it's limited. And, um, you know, and that's what makes for a good time is the fact that it is limited and, mm-hmm. and super, super cool place. Yeah. Um, I also bartend at a, like my local fire company. I just like volunteer like once or twice I'm a week. I'm a big firefighter supporter. I love it. I yeah. love it. I think that um, that's just big and local and community mm-hmm. and just kind of doing your part. I'll get I should have been. A second generation, but I I dropped the ball. I, I, I was I always do the Dan Cook skit. Like I always wanted to be a firefighter, but then I just found out I just wanted to spray shit with a hose. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. But you know, any any way that you can you know help yeah. out there, and I just I'm just there usually. Like when they do like pool nights, mm-hmm. they have different. What, what company? Uh, citizens in Palo Alto. I'm a I'm a citizen as well, but in Monte City. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. There's like Citizens Humane. Like Dutchies, like those three companies are just all over School County. And Palo Alto is like seriously like a mile long, and we have two. We yeah, have like citizens. Monty City has a, is a mile, <clears throat> I think a mile from light to light, and there's four. Yeah, yeah it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's too many. I mean, but it, but you know the thing is, is it's important that they kind of start to like really kind of unify and work yeah. together because mm-hmm. um, they're really struggling. If you look members. at members, yeah, absolutely. If you look at the membership and if you look at the average age of like firefighters, I think it's something like 43. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's, that's, I'm not saying that 43 is old cause I'm actually, it's not that far away, but, yeah. um, but it is, you know, old for, because you don't have younger people getting yeah. involved. And so not well, there's, there's two reasons for that. There's one because, the requirement like before you can just be like oh, i'm part of the membership and <laughs> right. then and then old man joe because everyone has an old joe at the study station old joe <laughs> would take you to the training ground or take you bob yeah bob joe <laughs> like, they would take you to the, the scene and they're like trial by fire kid put this on follow me you're you're on my back that's what we're gonna do and you learn on the job yeah. um which is good but they've they've upped their training requirements and and the the now to get your essentials class, which is must even be on a fire scene, it's a very long course. Mm-hmm. And most people that have full-time jobs can't take the course because the courses interact with jobs. So there's a lot of things that are good about it because people are now trained and they do a better job when they're on the scene. But also it's hindering people signing up because they just don't have time to go through the training. 
let's they, maybe they should look at putting something technical into like a technical school, like yeah. get kids involved, like when they're like in while high, they're in high, high school. school. That'd be a great idea. Oh yeah, my God. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's the only kind of have. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, but that's the thing. If you're uh, if, if you're listening to this and you are local, definitely yeah. they they need you because. Everyone, everyone doesn't realize they need firefighters. And, ev- and everybody can have a part. Uh, the, the Mike, our, our head guy, like he said that one of the most crucial and beneficial people that they ever had, like people used to kind of give him a hard time or whatever. Mm-hmm. But one of the best guys they had was a guy who went and got went to the store, got lunch meat, got bread, made sandwiches, brought them coffee. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like sometimes you can, you're there a long time. Right. You can fight a fire. You can help the crew. You can help put away the equipment. I mean, sometimes they're out there for yep. for a really long time. So yeah, it, it definitely it, it's I always recommend if you're even thinking about it, just go try it out. Yeah, it's it's not only are you joining something literally just go and just try to be a member and just see what they're all about because it's from experience and growing up in the fire department you're you're not especially if you're someone who maybe doesn't fit in somewhere maybe you don't have a lot of friends or you don't have a big support system join a firehouse yeah because you're literally you're going to be joining a family and and you're gonna get an experience and people i mean you're gonna have people you don't like everywhere you go but you're gonna you're gonna come to those challenges for the most part you're literally joining like a, a fraternity or a brotherhood or a family that you can't get in any other type of experience. It's really cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. That was a weird side tangent. I, but, but it was, <laughs> I think it was needed, right? Yeah. No, I love it. I that love happens it. a lot. That happens I'm a big, lot. So. I am like, I'm big local. I mean, yeah. I'm from a really small town and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I have a lot of pride in that. Yeah, so. me too. So. I, my, I'm, I grew up initially in Shenandoah okay. and then pretty much raised in Monte City. So and it it has it's a lot it takes a lot of it takes a lot of mental capacity and a lot of a lot of uh, determination. It's keep saying you have pride <laughs> growing up in Monty City, uh, but I do. I I love my town. Like people, it gets a bad rap, and I can see how. But it's uh, it's something that I I do. I definitely I always support my Monty City. I yeah. I go back all the time and see people, and I'm like, man, I I'm only a town away. It's like I go back all the time, but um, I love it. I love Monty City, but. Yeah, I'm a Redskins fan too, so I'm all about just I'm a glutton for punishment. Like, <laughs> see, I thought that was Eagles fans. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get many W's in my column, but when we happen, I I think I'm thank like I'm the type of person like oh they got beat. I'm like, but they didn't get beat by forty. All yeah. right, hey, you know it's a small stepping stone. You know, I'm, all <laughs> I'm just about used the, I'm to about disappointment. The underdog. Yeah, I'm, about I'm the used underdog. to disappointment in my life. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, I'm, I live in Palo Alto, and um, uh. After after I graduated high school, um, I went to school for multimedia, graphic design, just like a two year associate, and um, and then I moved back home for like back to Pottsville mm-hmm. um, for um, a couple years, and then I moved down to Harrisburg, and I was down in Harrisburg for a while. So when Steve and I came back to um, Pottsville or back to this school county we ended up buying the house directly across from my parents in the house from where i grew up and um everyone loves raymond <laughs> you know it's a blessing <laughs> it's nice it it could have its its moments you know uh where you know i'm not calling it a curse because i don't feel that anything yeah. is a curse but you know your mother does live right across the street from you um but it also is great whenever you need a cup of sugar glass yeah. of milk coffee like um but yeah and I'm really fortunate to, that we have our house. Like it was a house that I've always kind of admired. It was owned by a single family, the Pascuzos, and 
um, his father built it and then sold it to him. And I think he was like maybe around in his late 70s when he bought it. So um, he's still alive. Um, And um, but this house is amazing. It has these like um, dugout walls, like the yard is tiered off because they used to do um, their garden beds and their their food gardens and stuff. And so it has these like hundred year old walls that were built from all the native stone in the yard. It's a pain in the ass to cut, but um, it looks good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what are some of the things you want to you want to get into today and talk about? We got, we got into your a little bit in the beginning. I'm just going through your checklist. We got your bartending. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, yeah. So, I guess like right now, I've been really kind of going on this like soul searching journey. Um, I talked to you about it a little bit before where mm-hmm. I'm on a even like a, a media diet. I'm trying to not take in any negativity. I'm trying so to <laughs> it is well that's really interesting. So what I'm doing is I'm listening to like, you know, music that is like, you know, good music. Like I'm mm-hmm. not putting on metal. Not that metal metal's bad, but I'm putting on stuff that's a like, you know what I mean, makes me feel good, like happy, poppy. Um you know, podcast listening to a lot of like learning. Um, like I love Gary V. I love how he, you know, it just kind of like lays everything out mm-hmm. there for you. Um, Jay Shetty, Prince Ye, like, and just kind of like listen to this different stuff. And then also what I'm doing is by taking it in, I'm also putting it out there mm-hmm. and then really trying to change my perspective and really find all this gratitude that's out there in the world. And I, and a lot of things have really kind of been moving very well. Um, I, I suffered with a lot of personal unrest. Yes. And so let's <laughs> just, I'm just going to call it personal unrest mm-hmm. where I kind of felt like I've lost everything. And yeah. so I kind of had to strip everything down and really start to look at things a mm-hmm. whole lot differently. I can, I would hundred percent relate to that. Um, so my big thing is, is I was always looking in, and it's just going to sound corny, and people that are like <laughs> sports fans are like, are you serious, man? That's really... But hey, if it, whatever whatever's your ignition or your spark, for how corny it may be, it, it, it did its job. But um, I was at a point where depression, anxiety, and stuff, and I've, I've talked to this on previous episodes. I don't want to bore people again, especially if they're a consistent listener, but... Uh, yeah, I, I was always lurk, looking for that, how can I better myself? Um, when I was younger, I tried religion. It wasn't for me because I had to ask too many questions, and then I got to rely <laughs> on somebody else, and then I got to do more. I'm just like, hey, you know what? I don't think this is for me. If there's a higher power, cool. Um, I just don't have time to do what you want me to do when it comes to your your book and your structure of the way people have created a structure I'm supposed to go through. And then when I ask questions, they're like, well, you just got to have faith. I'm like, that doesn't work for me. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very like, I got to seek the answers. Sorry, I drink one beer and I get the beer burps. All right, so um, yeah, <laughs> so I found um, I was really inspired by, I guess you could say like, attitudes from people. Like I always start looking at attitudes, and then I would look at for some reason I was gra- always drawn to people who other people thought were cocky, like they're oh they're kind of arrogant, they're cocky, and I was like I don't think they are. I just think they have extreme amount of confidence that you can't handle that, and you they come off as cocky to you. That's really interesting. Um, you start to realize that, you know, um, I worked in the service industry. Like, mm-hmm. I worked in sales. Like, I worked with people. I bartend. I, mm-hmm. I see, I have, you know, waitress. I, um, and by the way, I think that that is um, 
I think that I did not get the, I'm not doing this by, mm-hmm. by chance. Yeah. I'm totally doing this like by, by choice that this is kind of where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like I have this really cool environment where I get to talk to people and they really open up. Like if you think about it, we're like, especially a bartender, like you're almost like a therapist. People yeah. come and tell you some really, per- like actually they probably visit me and pay me more than they do their yeah. therapist. So it's really interesting. You really get to like hear people's stories. Mm-hmm. And um, I love being really um, objective and just yeah. kind of like taking it in. And that's that's kind of where the idea of this came to. But real quick before we get to that part, so I I was always like, well, what is up with this guy? Um, I was at the time I was a big mar- mixed martial arts fan, and I was like, what's up with this Conor McGregor? How does this guy come from nothing, and then all of a sudden he's the most successful dude? And yes, he talked and he talked a lot of smack, but he he had a different aura about him. And then I looked that he read this book called The Secret. <laughs> so I looked into the book and I, when I first I read it, it's not a big read and I read it and I was like, all right, so people can read like, oh, what is this hippie mumbo jumbo nonsense? And I was like, okay, I was very subjective, but I took what I thought was needed out of it. And what, what I got out of it for the most part is if you put enough energy out in the world or you speak of something enough, I feel it could happen, but you can't just be like, I want to be rich and then go to bed for the night. You got to work for it. Right. Like you got to self-motivate yourself a little bit. And that that's technically the secret. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like we, we're, we're going to break the code. The secret is there is no secret. You have to you have really to work. work for it. Exactly. But the, the, the interesting thing is you create this imagery in your mind and then it, it becomes part of you yeah. and then you work towards it. Nothing great that you have ever done. You didn't bring into fruition. You are doing yep. this. You wanted this. Yes. And so, um, you know, it is, it's real. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really amazing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I do believe that there is some type of higher power or cosmic thing or like this yin and yang, whatever religion or belief system you have, I think it's all very tightly correlated and um, and I've I've gotten to the point where I was always someone who was very negative. I was always angry. I was always super emotional. Um, I was I didn't know how to handle my emotions. I, I I have ways I perceive things that maybe weren't the way that other people thought I was going through situations. But um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, but so then I got to the point where I was like, all right, well. My biggest thing is I'm not very I'm positive, but I'm not as positive as I want to be. And I would be at my job and I'd be like, oh my God, my body hurts. Like I, I was diagnosed with a joint disorder, which will tie into our conversation in a bit here. But I would be like, all right, oh my God, woe is me. I'm in pain. But I have to, you know, uh, unload 16 trucks today and I gotta, you know, do all this manual physical labor. And it's so easy to put yourself in a negative mind state. Like it's so easy. It's it's so much easier to be a negative person than it is a positive person. So you're, I I tried pain. to reroute myself, mm-hmm. and when I rerouted myself, I found that I have attracted more people of positive light towards me, and I have attracted people who were not as positive would see the change in me. And they would then turn them like, and I never even told them about this book. I never told them that I was religious. I never told them any backstory. I was just the light they needed to see, and they were like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. And I, I just attracted it more. Now, I'm not trying to sound like I'm a god or I'm, I'm controlling the universe, but I just feel that the if you put out a bright enough light, you're going to attract more bright light. And if you per, if you get yourself to the point, and I'm not perfect, I still I do have, I still have my moments of doubt where I do get negative and I try to, but as soon as I see myself doing it, I'm like, no, 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 
Yeah. It's like exercise. You have to constantly redirect. You know, it's interesting because our pain body is really tied to our emotional Mm -hmm. negativity. It's, you know, and so when you are feeling that way and then also like if there is a whirlpool of negativity around you, um, you know, whether it be, you know, um, you know, people in your family, mm-hmm. um, people in your friend circle that, you know, just don't have anything nice to say sometimes, yeah. you know, and that, that really weighs a lot on... And I didn't give them very much nice things to say. I was always kind of like... And you kind of join the, po- the... world. Right, you join <laughs> along and you think that you're being funny and you think that you're being sarcastic and you're like, oh, well, and then, you know... But then you realize that, oh, my gosh, like I spoke these words into existence. Like Mm -hmm. this does suck. Like my life does suck. Like whatever. And so um, you you there are people that either wake up and are like, wow, like I don't want to think about it. If we're if you're alive for another 40 years, Mm -hmm. did you want to? Did you want do you want to be where you were a year ago or do yep. you want to be where you are right now exactly. and and progressing forward and you're and it's obviously like you know what I mean you feel like you really yeah. made that right choice and it's it's really crazy too like once I started making this change and I was like cool I would find out like because everyone's like, oh, man, you always want to talk about leaving a legacy. You're like, oh, I wish I was rich or I wish I was famous or I wish I was someone on TV that I can say something and people would listen. Spoiler alert, we live in a time where even rich, famous people say something and no one likes it and that person gets cast aside anyway. Right. So don't even re- don't even worry about what other people think or say as long as you're true to your word. But I, I, I have like a different – like when you, when you do anything, when you wake up in the morning and you walk out of your house, it's like casting a stone into a puddle and you make a ripple effect. And that ripple can go anywhere. And uh, you know, I was at one point in my life when I w- when I was younger, my stone made a ripple that wasn't that great. Not not always people had the greatest nicest things to say about me. Or I was maybe some people see me in a completely different light where he just didn't talk, he was quiet, I didn't know anything about him. Like, which is kind of insane to think now. And then I have another ripple where I was a coach, like coached youth soccer for a long time, and a lot of the hopefully a lot of what the the kids and girls and boys I coached would say like I was a very good impact on them mm-hmm. you know what I mean and then to this day I still have people come up like oh my god they, they, I remember you you told me this like I would try to not just make a good soccer player but I would like kind of prepare them for like some life lessons as well yeah but it, so it all it's just those casting stones and like now this podcast is my next stone like going in a bar and sit how you're talking about sitting like being in the music scene the way the reason why I, like people like you interview so many bands because i built up a nice reputation of talking to bands and and understanding that i don't play an instrument i i, I can't sing i can't do any i wish i could i wish i could be a front man so bad but it'll never be <laughs> not my negativity i just trust me i've tried um <laughs> but yeah so but i'd go to a bar and i'd hang out with a band and just sit and talk to people now I am a married man and some people would see me talking to a female in a bar and they're like, oh, look at this. He's married. I'm just having a conversation. But that's where the negativity sets in. And I would have these conversations that I've had on podcasts for now almost a year in bars, in locations. And and, and I'm like, man, this is like, there's something to this. You know what I mean? Like, these people have extraordinary stories. Like, I would sit in a bar and talk to someone like, oh, my God, a couple weeks ago, you know, I was – or not a couple weeks ago, like a couple years ago, I was struggling with this, 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 and this, and I'm here now, and obviously, like, I'm a, I'm a little drunk now, don't judge me, but uh, this is me, like, kind of get coming out of my shell, and I'm like, oh my, like, every single place I went to, no matter where I was with the band at that time, because for almost, like, a year and a half, two years, I, I was with the boys upstairs every weekend, multiple days a week, 
and just meeting all these incredible people of all like rich people, mid, middle class people, people who didn't have a pot to piss in, and every single one of them had phenomenal stories. Absolutely, uh, people's people's stories it, are are really amazing, um, and and it's it's really cool because mm-hmm. right now you have this really awesome task of like collecting people's stories, mm-hmm. putting them out there, and, yeah. you know, like the, like helping them write the book. Yeah, and, and I would be like, you know what, man, like. Yes, you've done this, 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 and this, but like you've inspired even me to leave this bar tonight and be a better person. You know what I mean? Like, and carry myself in a different light so I can make an impact on somebody. And then I was like, and then I kind of was sitting down with Steve and stuff one day. I was like, man, I did this a long time ago. Like, I did two episodes. The one episode I completely lost. I had all the audio and I lost it. And uh, I was really, really bummed, but I did a whole interview with my grandmother. Nice. We end up doing it again on camera, which is great. And then I did my pilot episode that you could only hear on like the audio aspect of things with my buddy Brian. And I, like two years went by, and I didn't do another interview. And uh, I didn't even have a name for this or anything. And then I go to Steve. I said, "This is kind of what I want to do." He's like, "That's awesome, dude. Do it." And like Steve, Dave, Tom, like they all pushed me to like do this. And then here I am now. But it's just. It's fun, man. It's really cool to meet new people and 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 try to like. I'm diving into a, a section where maybe not much light is shining. Like when you go to a bar, you can easily find the most darkest, the scariest places of the world. But if you walk in, like I said, I'm bringing in my light. I can attract. Like I'm trying to make a small change in our community that hopefully can resonate. I'm casting my stone in the puddle, and I'm trying to make a ripple. Yeah. And changing my local surrounding. Like, yeah. if this becomes world famous, perfect. That's cool. But that's not my objective. My objective is to hit home. Like, not only letting people tell their stories, but also, hey, check out this band. Check out this business. Check out, you know what I mean? Trying to find those gems in our community. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Supporting local is, yeah. like, really, really big. And that's one thing about Schuylkill County. Like, they do, um, a lot of people do want to support their local, mm-hmm. um, you know, unfortunately we don't have any shopping centers really here anymore. So, um, you know, you're seeing a lot of those like local mom and pops popping back up. I saw that, you you know, um, there's Pottsville, you know, Pottsville's mm-hmm. doing Downtown the revi- Pottsville. revitalization. I think even Shenandoah is it's starting to spark in the Shenandoah now. Yeah, yeah. they have, um, uh, yeah, so I think we were we were in York. I think the, the Lions launch. Yeah, York, and then we were in a place in Maryland. I forget what the name of the place in Maryland was, but it was like this. It reminded me of downtown Pottsville, except there was not just one main drag. There was different offshoots, but the town was gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeous. Like this, the the towns and the storefront and the people got it. They didn't trash it. They didn't litter. They didn't. They like every window had a sticker that said support local, mm-hmm. and it was like and they were ju- little jewelry stores. They were candle stores. They were tea stores there was video games like a little like a hobby shop where you yeah. can go in and like jim thorpe yeah like, i know where you it was it was literally jim thorpe but more of an upscale retro version not mm. so much the classic version and I, I remember walking around and i was saying to my wife like this could be pottsville like this could be pottsville this could be monty city this could be any of our little coal region towns they just got to have the faith to want to do it i i truly feel that the community will get behind it and it's slowly starting to get there mm-hmm. yeah you see them doing like the art street market in pottsville and stuff yeah like and that. i just That's had just... on uh, uh tess on and she was talking about her business that she's doing with the flower shop oh yeah where it's yeah. like all like local like craft stores and stuff um yeah mm-hmm. th- yeah i think that that's a really awesome idea um I actually, I, I saw that and I suggested it to my sister. My sister, you know, she does like art and she's mm-hmm. been doing like crafts. 
she's doing crafts because unfortunately art uh, same thing as music yeah. it doesn't get the right kind of appreciation mm-hmm. um you know unless you're in like different networks and you really kind of have to get yourself out there but yeah. um yeah my, I had an artist on the show. Oh my god, my Haley Haley Stokes. Well, um, I I actually I tried to get my sister to come and do this with me, but she's like, no, she suffers she suffers from the she would never be able to sit in front of those microphones. She'd be like, no, I'm good. She'd be sitting right here painting the whole entire time. <laughs> uh, that's all. She, she just sit there and just paints all day. Yeah, <laughs> she's pretty amazing. So. Where's where can you find her art at? Um, actually, um, Facebook. Uh, she has it, Haley Original Art and Design. Um, she has like a lot of her craft stuff right now. She did. Um, she has for the season psychedelic snowmen. Um, she does like all different kinds of these like, um, craft boards and mm-hmm. the snowmen, but each of them are different. Some of them are like black light reactive. Really, they're just um, that's awesome. They have like little steampunk kind of like feathers and gears and and that's your sister yeah well then her name is shannon her name is shannon haley and yeah. her her facebook you can find her haley original art and design well it must run in the family cool. because your art abilities are insane <laughs> yeah my model painting jesus christmas he you steve brought this one it was a it was like a lizard dude and you like if I would have painted that, I would have just painted it green, and I would have dipped it in the paint and called it a day. <laughs> you painted it, and you actually like th- now these statues. I, I can't even you can't even see in the camera how tiny I'm making my fingers, but these are the tiniest. Like you look like you needed like the Geppetto glasses where you click <laughs> your thing and like you zoom in, like the, the the guy from Toy Story where he's fixing Woody's clothes and he's zooming in with right. his glasses. Oh yeah, <laughs> and like you are painting these lines and this scale and this detail on this tiny little character and trust me if you pick one up and really look into it there's there's more to it than just that little figure you do a great job thank you yeah. thank you it's that's a lot of fun that's a little art therapy for me mm-hmm. um it i don't look at them the same way that he does like uh i just kind of like look at them and i'll kind of like get an idea obviously some mm-hmm. of them have cards sometimes i'll be like um, cause the detail is very, very small. And when yeah. they come, they come on these like plastic sprues and he puts them together and then like I go through and paint them, but sometimes it's hard to see like what those things are. And you're like, is that, and it's it's a pocket watch. Yeah. Okay. But the pocket watch is like literally like the size of the end of a toothpick. Like yes. it's super, super tiny. So like you have special brushes that get it's like the detail. It's, it's fun. We have a couple pictures of some of his models on our Instagram page. You should definitely check them out. But she gets... That's in there. Like it does. The photos don't do it justice. <laughs> them things look crazy. Like every time he brings them, I'm like, he's like this one. I'm like, I, I don't care what it does. Just let me. And I'm looking at the art. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? like, I'm gonna have him. I'm gonna pick out. I'm gonna send him with some of my favorites. Um, actually, he has one that like he. I don't, and it's funny because I, yeah, I don't. I don't know much about it. Either. I don't know much about it. Ben he, eats it up. He tells and, the yeah. stories, and like most of the time, I'm like, uh-huh. and one of his friends that he that he does um, a league with, his girlfriend called me and she's like, um, what size are the bases that that they are? And I'm like. No. no, I just paint them. I just paint them, and she's like, "Oh, okay." You could probably get a commission off that. Like, he shows up and be like, "This is my wife does," and someone like, oh. mm, "Yeah, but unfortunately, makes some money building and painting sets." <laughs> yeah, no, like, <laughs> no, the thank problem you. is, is he doesn't want to get rid of them once he has them. You should see the box. Like, he has this. He brought whole... a little lunch can. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. There's like, I, like, um, there's so much cool stuff out there. Like, I, I love it. I love walking through Pottsville now and seeing these little places pop up. Um, big thing my wife's into. Have you ever done the Mudden Maker yet? No. 
oh my god it's so much fun it's it's honestly if you're in pottsville and you're looking for just something really fun to do just go on mud and makers facebook page and sign up for one of their classes on their website mm-hmm. my wife last year did for halloween it's like a candle holder or something but it's she made frankenstein so they had it again this year, except my wife's like, well, I, I'm not going to make another Frankenstein. So she made the Bride of Frankenstein. Aww, like, And then you. we did one together, I, my first one I ever did. And it was it was a gnome class where you make a gnome. But because it was around Halloween time, we made um, zombie gnomes. Yeah. And, oh, that's a, that's a pretty and, good idea. And you could take kids. It's super kid friendly. It's you could like it could be a date night. Like just like you can go and grab a bite to eat <laughs> somewhere and then go to the mud maker class. It's so much fun. I recommend anyone to do it. Um, I, I really apologize to the woman who runs it. I don't know her name. <laughs> My wife goes there all the time. She has a cute little dog. The dog will literally sit next to you the whole time. If they had a dog there. Yeah, and he, you there. literally pet him and he's like, he puffs up smoke because he sits around the pottery all day. <laughs> she goes home and like takes care of washes. I'm not, I'm not saying this dog's abused, but he people are petting him all day with clay hands. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And he loves it. Like, yeah. Yeah, But they're, uh, it's really, really good time. And it's a really cool thing in Pottsville. I think people should definitely go check out as well. Yeah. It's actually Hucklebucks and it's right across from the bank. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm yeah. familiar where they're at. I'm, I mean, I've been in there before, but I've never mm-hmm. taken in any of the classes that yeah they definitely had. try it i mean our classes is like kind of just sipping paints what, what kind of just happens on a mm-hmm. daily basis if like i said my sister's around she usually like has the kids doing something we also do um i go with her we do the senior center of our providence place and we paint with the seniors for oh nice for, and that's we do that once a month and that that's is that's a like, good time Oh my god, I love it. When I, I love it. <laughs> when I get my next step here is I want to get um this little portable studio. It's literally everything I have here just for audio only. And I would love to go to like Providence places or some of our our local high rise and just sit down and be like, like their stories yes. amazing. Yes. Because they're not gonna be around forever, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's even allowed to do. Like if I went to them like, Hey, is it cool if I just set up a spot and it they were I wouldn't approach anybody, they can approach me and if they want to come tell their story and maybe just go like maybe once or twice. Mm-hmm. Like every two or three months, yeah. Just to some familiar face, I just think it'd be a really cool, yeah, I experience. Mean, absolutely, um, they they do. They have a lot to say. It's really interesting, like painting with them, um, because a lot of them don't have the confidence to even kind of, you know, first couple classes we had to kind of like figure out what was going to work for them as far as like their motor skills and ability because mm-hmm. some of them don't Old have timers and stuff. Yeah, some of them don't have like, you know, the grip strength on the mm-hmm. for the brushes. So we tried a couple different things, but they're always afraid to just make that mark. Mm-hmm. And we really kind of encourage them to get messy and mm-hmm. they're all like wearing like white blouses and being like, "But I've never done this before." Yeah. And you're like, "Well, like, what's that? You don't have the 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 um the confidence to just like just be silly you yeah. know and then they get into it and then we even you know, once we get silly with them they'll, they'll start to get it, into it it would be really interesting I'm sure, I'm sure probably someone's done a study on it but like I watched this video the one time with this elderly gentleman in, in like a nursing home and he was an elderly black guy and he was he, like you literally seen him in a chair he, he couldn't even close his mouth like he was like his mouth was slouched open just literally looked like he was looking into space his eyes were real droopy and they said he would sit in this chair in the rec room all day long, he wouldn't talk to nobody. He could barely com- could put sentences out. You would go up and talk to him. He'd just make like, uh-huh, uh You know what I mean? Just very basic modal skills. Like, didn't even look like he had much of a soul, like a life left in him anymore. 
So they start doing these therapy classes, and I think they tried art, but he just didn't want to move. Um, and then they would come in, and they would say, like, they looked up when, like, they'd start, I guess they started with, like, he's this old, so, like, at this time, when he was at this age, they tried, like, they put an iPod in his ear, and they played music from when he was, like, a teenager. Mm. And as soon as he heard the music, he literally transformed to a different human being. Yeah. Like, he popped up in his seat, he would sit upright, he'd snap his fingers, he couldn't, he, he would articulate more he'd be like mouthing along the lyrics to the song and he'd be like 1935 this song here and he was like he literally turned into eddie collins where he can <laughs> recite the, the record and where it hit on the top charts and like he, it changes life like so Absolutely. art and creativity and music like i'm sure if you put like a pen up if they start painting it might trigger something in their head to like paint from memory you know what i mean like yeah yeah well um you know uh, there is, you know, that's where all the gems are. When we talk about the secret, like mm -hmm. that's where all the gems are. Art, music, writing, you know. Um, I think the reason why people are so inspired by people in the limelight is because we see them as being brave enough and to do it. And, to do it. and then they write these songs and you're like, wow, like I really feel that. And then mm -hmm. you realize that you're not really alone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that really is kind of where like all that magic is. And, um, you know, it's interesting when you say about that, like cognitive part of the brain, like you always have those like really sharp memories and, and it's really interesting to see like how that stuff, mm -hmm. um, I was saying, like I said the other day, I was watching that Mind Unleashed, and they were talking uh, Netflix, about yeah. and uh, Netflix, and they were talking about like how your imagination and how your brain, like how your your memories, um, they fire the same way. So mm -hmm. the things that you imagine or the things that you'll see in the future fire the same neurons and synapses as in your past. So when you're talking about the secret and creating mm -hmm. things like. You know, it's it's, it's really it is the mind is the mind is so powerful. Did you did you ever see that doc documentary? Now this is I'm not promoting this. This is not my thing at all. But um, where they're t they're actually starting to treat Alzheimer's and certain brain functions and depression and anxiety, and they're starting to treat it with micro dose doses of mushrooms. Dude, I just having this conversation the other day, and no, it, like yes. it's not even getting people to hallucinate it's mm -hmm. micro doses absolutely and yeah. it's it's literally changing everything they thought of the medical industry mm -hmm. mushrooms like stuff that was abused as a drug they're now in micro like th it, it wasn't i mean it did it, not abuse it did, but it, people did go, were, yeah. it did go through this like you know period in the 60s and stuff um but um realistically the medicinal you know uses that are behind it um they they use it to treat like people that have um you know are terminal mm -hmm. um it allows them to like cope and you know accept the fact that you know they're 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 going to leave their earthly bodies mm -hmm. like they're going to die and they they ex accept that they also use it um they also use it to give to people who have survived um, like say like a stage four or something like that, like a cancer or something like that, because those people also suffer with, you know, um, upset, anxiety, because they're, you know, afraid it's going to come back, things like that. And so when they, you know, they, they will also microdose them as well. Um, and they are doing a lot of different studies with mm -hmm. that. Um, if you ever see like, you know, I love that Joe Rogan when they're talking about yeah. ayahuasca. Yeah. Have you like, done ayahuasca, ayahuasca? <laughs> Yeah. We can't get into that. I mean, I don't know much about it, but I have actually, I, I just, I just read an article on it and I did just see. I tried, about it I tried not voluntarily, but I've, I've experienced a hallucinogenic when I was, 
a teenager. Yeah. Probably not healthy because your brain's not developed yet. Um, I thought I was just smoking regular just bud yeah. and it had more than I bargained for. That's actually very dangerous. It scared the shit out of me. And I realized yeah. very quickly that I don't know how I would do with psychedelics. <laughs> I never yeah. went near them ever, ever. Actually, I stopped smoking. I stopped doing drugs because of it. Like I wouldn't touch marijuana yeah. ever again. Like it was actually like, we were, it was PCP edition. Like I, it freaked me out. Yeah. No, that, you know, people have some really bad experiences. I I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't recommend that. That scores in your lung, not good. Don't do this at home. (laughs) Yeah, don't. (laughs) I always joke around like, I'm very, it's, it's funny who my influences are. My, my, my struck, I'm a huge Batman fan. Not because obviously he's like the coolest hero. I do. I, I I always think of Joker Lex Luthor when you walked in. Um, (laughs) But I'm very like Batman. I know he's a fictional character, but once again, I can pull inspiration from that. And I know, yeah, oh, you just want to be able to fight and be able to just toughest. No, he's not just the toughest guy in the room. He's one of the smartest guys in the room, and he's one of the most headstrong people. But he does have his demons that do bother his mental ability as well. So he shows me as you could do amazing things, but you can also still be human and, and suffer from some mental and some anxiety and some stress or postpartum yeah. or PTSD, if you want to call it, from what some of the experiences you've had in the past. Um, so I remember when I was – that's something I've always stuck with me since I was a kid, like the Batman, like you got to be tougher, stronger. Um so when I uh, when I was experiencing this psychedelic or this altered mind state, the entire time I had like I had my inner Bruce Conroy. Like so, if you don't know who, uh, uh, not Kevin Conroy, um, the voice of Batman from the animated series. Oh, okay. In my head, I was like, "You can do this." You'll be fine. Just fight, fight. And I'm like in my head, like fight the Joker's toxin, like are like Scarecrow's trying to get you. Like and in my head, one head of my brain, I'm like Tony. Like my one brain's going like Tony, you're gonna fucking die, bro. This is never gonna end. And my other side of my brain's like, no, you man, you got this. It's just, just fight, fight it. <laughs> I was just cusping adulthood, like the first time I ever did that, and it was it was an interesting experience. I was at a festival, and boy. <laughs> but I think I think that guy's voice was in my head too, yeah, going, you're, "You're gonna make it through it." And you know, it's the other half of my brain was not having a good time. It was like, "You were gonna die." Just it was bad. Every every negative thing in my life was it was just terrible. But uh, I was just like, "I'm still I'm yeah, still here." I'm probably laughing. the worst segue to how I was gonna get into our next topic. I know <laughs> that's okay. We're it, good. It started off so good, and we we're like, "Oh, look at you can microdose things, and it's amazing purposes." So we're gonna pretend all that other negative stuff happened yeah. didn't happen. But yeah. um, but well, no, we experienced life. I don't think yeah, that 100%. anybody should be should be condemned yeah. for that. Yeah, no. If, if you if you've experimented with things, obviously it's it. it there's people who I know who take psychedelic drugs all the time. It's like literally once a month, they take a psychedelic and they say they have it all mine, and they and they're probably the most positive upbeat people I've ever met in my life. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm not judging if that's your thing. Do yeah. it. I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. Right. Um, Same. <laughs> <laughs> um, but how we're gonna dive into a little bit of CBD. So another, you know, the the devil's lettuce, the the most evil <laughs> drug on the planet. Um, I can legally go buy this and drink myself to death, but I can't get a plant that has been proven to have so many positive effects to people Absolutely. when it's not altered with other nonsense. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, if you, um, you know, back in 
back in December of 2018, like Trump finally lifted the farm bill, which allowed hemp to be, um, you know, sold and used as a textile mm-hmm. um, and, you know, for CBD. And we could have um, dietary supplements such as that. And uh, it really kind of opened up the floodgates for, you know, a really big market. So right now, when, you know, you're seeing it everywhere, there's hype in it. You see it on like the on your Newsweeks and on in the grocery store. Um, you can even find it on the shelves in your grocery store. I was actually, this, the stuff I was using for the longest time that I was buying from online is now being sold in Redner's. Yeah. Medterra. Medterra. Yeah. I'm not, um, actually, you know what? I did, I did see that Medterra. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have different doses, mm-hmm. you know, and they have different carrier oils and different things like that. But yeah. uh, the hemp, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, miss, can they confuse like hemp they and cannabis like cannabis is the is the plant species and then you have hemp and then you have marijuana mm-hmm. so your hemp is your high in your cbds um you know you can have a full spectrum that is like your cbd cbd1 it usually has thc which mm-hmm. gives it the full spectrum you know um the full spectrum effect and then you also have just like a stripped down cbd version mm-hmm. um and then you have marijuana which those are like really high in THCs and that's what gives you that psychoactive effect yeah. that's you know that's the giggles that's the up in smoke mm-hmm. like yeah. um, but even that right now um, a lot of people are really starting to realize that it's not so evil either I mean yeah <laughs> it, well, it's, it's the, the problem is I think not the problem but I think the, the general idea is like marijuana in like the 70s, 80s, and 90s is a completely different marijuana in 2019. Like they've, the strands of THC have gotten so much higher. Right. Yeah. And I think that's where like, not abuse, but that's where people get scared. Like that's like if you're going to put a, an alcohol out that's 2% alcohol and now you're drinking, drinking a craft beer right. for 15% alcohol and it's taken you less time to get to a certain spot that where you're you can lose like functions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're not in the right state of mind at all the time. I think that's what scares people. But also, if you can balance out the THC and CBD aspect of things, that's where you're starting to get your not you're not. It's not more of a recreation thing. You're actually getting positive effects in that aspect as well. But people just see pot, hemp, marijuana, THC, and they completely eliminate the CBD and the medical aspect of things. They just think, actually, a lot of people lump it all into one one. thing, you know, and they just kind of think that it's all the same. I mean, um, each of them have, like, their own benefit. Um, As far as, as far as, like, um, you're seeing that, um, you know, they're talking about recreational in Pennsylvania. Um, It just got passed. Well, not passed, it, but it's 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 it's, it's hitting legislation. It, it's hitting legislation, yeah. like and Tom, it was proposed. Tom Wolf, yeah. yeah, and you know, I mean, they just did that tour last year. Um, so, the, but the, you know, and that's that's talking about the marijuana, like, but CBD is it's really interesting because a lot of people are like unsure, especially people that are like really kind of like straight edged, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, I've never done anything like that before. Like, what are some of the benefits that I can get for it? And um, it's interesting because, like, back in the 90s, there was a study that, you know, was when we realized, like, a lot about our endocannabinoid system Mm -hmm. and, like, how it affects, like, us neurologically. And, you know, if you come to think about it, like, what if what if all this time, like, you know, people are sad, people have this personal unrest. What if it's a deficiency, you know, in in these cannabinoids? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one of the things that... um, 
lactating women like naturally produce like CBD, like it, their cannabinoid system when they're when they're lactating. So that's just something that the body will naturally produce, but sometimes it doesn't. What if it's deficient? Mm-hmm. You know, what if it's not getting enough? Yeah. And so, um, you know, people are using it for you know just overall wellness, like their muscles, um, their joint, joint pain, pain mm-hmm. you know, different things like that. That's that's um, what I dive into it for. So I I, I kind of lump it into one, and I and I know people are like, oh, you think you're taking a magic pill, but. Maybe it's a placebo effect, maybe it's not, but I know since since my joint disorder and as I keep getting older, the, the pain has gotten insane, like so bad. Um, now, do I take my CBD every day, every single day? No, I, I, I have it, like I take it, like if I start, like it's kind of like with my joint pain, if I'm having a real bad day, I'll take one of my capsules and then if it, I wake up the next day and it's still kind of bad, I'll take another capsule because I don't have the money to keep taking them every day. I take it when I think I need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have topographical creams as well, like a CBD oil, like a rub. Tops which are great. Which, are, which is insane. Yeah. Um, but when I brought it to work the one day, uh, they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just putting some stuff on my uh, on my knee or on my lower back or my hands because like, I, I, I just go through these really things. And my, my, like, the one lady's like, well, what is it? I'm like, oh, she was, I'm having a really bad like cramp in my hand. Like my hand hurts. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I usually put like, like um what is it icy hot or something on it and i was mm-hmm. like do you want to try my stuff and she's like what is it? i'm like technically it's cbd now but i had to be like it's cbd and they're like well you can't bring that to i'm like it's not what you think and she tried it she, i'm like she, like first like the first time you say try cbd people are like i don't want to get high i need to pass a drug test yes you're yeah. not going to fail a drug test of cbd right <laughs> well actually um that's something really important to bring up because um you do you should make sure that if you are taking a, if you are do have a job that you get to urinalysis yeah. so you have a factory job mm-hmm. you drive truck things like that you um, don't have thc in it yeah it yeah. has to be no thc in it and check out your companies yeah like do <laughs> we are in a green restaurant right now and it is the wild wild west you could have somebody like you could have somebody getting sick because they're making it in their bathtub yep. like and we're seeing people getting sick from the vape like yeah m- all i'm trying to do for my job is make sure that people are are, are checking the education mm-hmm. and looking into their labels and like just making sure that they are getting um what what they need yeah you know so she she put on her hand and like literally minutes later she's like what was that stuff she was she goes i don't it, like it's completely gone. Yeah. And they were, everyone was joking around. Like now it's like if someone's in the office and like sitting at a desk too long and they're like, oh, my knees bother me. My shoulders bother me. Tony, can I get some of your magic cream? Like they all call it the magic cream, but it, it works for people. Yeah. I mean, it's really good. Um, but uh, you, if you ever have like uh, a migraine pains, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, that's I put it through from the temple across my forehead onto my other temple. And then sometimes I'll put it like right there at the base of my neck. Really? Yeah, for sure. Um, my even my daughter like she because I have a kid who will not yeah. take like medicine. I couldn't give her a Tylenol, you know. And I just use the it's just a muscle rub and it's just you know CBD and yeah. Um, yeah. When I so when I went there, I went to all these specialists and they're like, "Well, what your joint pain? We're gonna put you on you know Vicodin and and Oxy mm-hmm. and all these different pain pills and stuff." And I was like, "I don't want that." And they're like, "Why?" I'm like, "I because I." Because I want to be just like everyone else. You're just pushing down your throats with this. Like the '90s were crazy. '90s, 2000s were crazy because you always had all those commercials where it's like, "This is your brain. This is your brain on marijuana." Or like the the girl sunk in the chair. She's like, "That used to be Karen until she tried pot." You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, and it just like it scared the shit out of you to not do that. But then on the same token, I went to school every day and I was given a fluoride tablet 
and but if I didn't pay attention in school, you were trying to shove Ritalin down my throat. Yeah. Every single kid was like, it, it just it, it comes in a different wave every year. Like for well, like for a while, it was eighty. Everyone had ADHD. Yeah. Every single kid. So get everyone on Ritalin, and pharmaceutical companies made a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, now we have all these people who are you know going through this. Now we're pushing this drug and this drug and this drug, and now we're having crazy back pains and other pains because we're not taking care of our food and what you contact. Like it just it's a, it's a, it's a cyclone effect. Absolutely. And now these people are now going from pain pills then to hard drugs, heroin, and now there's an epidemic of that. Absolutely. And now some of these pharmaceutical companies are actually being charged for doing what they, they've been doing to people. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy. Well, if I mean, if you watch even daytime TV, like, you know what I mean? It's like, ask your doctor about this. Ask your doctor about this. Ask your doctor about this. I mean, they're still, they're still pushing. Like, mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, for me... Um, you know, like when I started like really kind of struggling and trying to find myself, like taking a pill was not an option for Mm me. Um, you know, I, I've, I have people that have, um, you know, drug abuse and addiction problems in my family. Like Mm -hmm. I know that it's a slippery slope hundred percent. and, um, I didn't want to go that way. And I was like, you know, I just was searching for another option. I actually, you know, I started with like, you know, I knew, I mean, I'm not going to lie, like, I, I knew what, what cannabis, I knew what, what, what marijuana was like, you know, and um, when I, it wasn't, I'm grown up now, mm-hmm. I, it's, I, so it's not that that's, that's a part of my it, lifestyle. It's funny, it's funny it's when not, you try. It's no yeah. longer a part of my lifestyle, but, yeah. I, but when people started talking about CBD, I was like, well, wait a minute, like, I felt really good, like... 20 years ago like maybe that would make me feel good now and and the cbd does like it makes you be able to function on a different level mm-hmm. you know what i mean where it, you you can actually function and it makes you feel better um you know um, but yeah yeah so i i've actually they tried antidepressants with me they tried anti-inflammatory pills they've tried all this different stuff and i didn't like the way it made me feel like I went to the doctor one time and they're like, because I, it, it, my pain got to the point where it was causing, like, I already suffered from depression and possible, you know, suicidal thoughts. Pain, you know what I mean? Pain body, yep. mental body, it's the same. And um, when I went to the doctor, like, well, how bad's your pain? I'm like, uh, I don't sleep. I don't have, I, you know I mean? I still really have issues sleeping, but that's neither here nor there. But, uh, but it comes down to like the fact where they're like, all right, we'll just try this. I'm like, what is it? Like, it's an anti-inflammatory. Uh, no, it's a depressant. You're giving me an antidepressant. Like, it helps with inflammatory too. Yeah. Are you sure? Like, yeah. I was like, all right. So I took it and I literally felt like I was high as shit. Like, I felt like I was on a cloud and like, oh, you have to keep taking it for a couple of weeks till it hits your system, then you'll feel normal. I took it for two days. I was like, I'm, I dumped them all out. I was like, I'm not taking that. They're mm-hmm. like, why? And they're like, well, we can't help you if you don't want to help. I'm like, because you're just you're pushing stuff on me. That's not. That's I don't feel it's good for me. Like I know my body. Right. And then I'm, they're like, well, we're not dealing with you no more. Go to a specialist. So I went to a joint specialist, and the guy looked at me and goes, Legally, I have to tell you everything those other doctors told you. And they're they're gonna. I'm gonna tell you that here's here's Percocet, here's Vicodin, here's this, here's that, here's antidepressants, here's I can give you this to help you sleep at night. He goes, but what, what I'm gonna tell you to try. He's like, do some research. Here's some things I have found. Um, go try CBD. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, try it. And I did. I, I think my depression is at an all-time low. My my, I just I, I feel like a different human. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like my joint pain. Like I said, has been is reduced uh, tremendously, which then turns around. I can actually focus to like maybe we're like i'm not doing it yet but like when i was on cbd i'm like i had more energy to be like oh i should work out today because if you lose weight then obviously you're, it's going to be less stress on your joints there's a lot to it 
but I didn't even want to do that before. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, there's a lot to it, man. It's, I always call it the hole in the bucket. A lot of people don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. And like, like you said, and you know, you know, (laughs) we joked around about microdosing and we talked about CBD, but realistically, if you really want to start to feel better, you should probably start with your diet and your exercise. Mm -hmm. You, I mean, we all love a cheeseburger, okay? So you, if you want to, Ed Burger King today. Uh, <laughs> I know. I'm, I said cheeseburger because that's my that's my, my that'll be my last meal. Like if I can get that and burgers like, and pizza. If I can get a that and a milkshake from Heisler's as my last meal, I'd be a happy yeah. dead girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, no um, exercise. Exercise mm-hmm. is really really important, and then and then self care, which mm-hmm. is something that it's really interesting. It's something. Um, that we're really starting to learn a lot about. And um, I think this this internet age that we, you know, it's really still in its infancy. And it's not that um, the world is different. It's just everybody's exposed now. Mm-hmm. And um, and so... People get feared by the internet, though. They think like our world, like, I'm not letting my kid out of the house because there's 3 million kidnappers out there now. I'm like, I think the kidnapper rate's probably lower now than it was 30 years ago when we were kids. But because the internet scares the shit out of you, you don't want to let your kid out of the house. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's why I really, back to that, I don't even go, like I said, that fear-based media, like, I just can't. But, um, yeah, I don't recall what we were saying before. (laughs) uh, About the self-care. Oh, self-care. And the internet. Um, Yeah, and so so we're learning a lot about self-care and mental health and and really trying to, like, you know... um, it's not selfish. Mm-hmm. It's not selfish to take a step back. It's not selfish to like really kind of do some intrinsic work to, in order to find out how you can, you know, help how you can't fill from an empty glass. Yeah. And in order to be able to help others, you need to, you know, really work on yourself. Absolutely. And and the cool thing about hemp as well is, is not even just as a scary drug that's going to alter your mind and make you a terrible person. Like you're being told, um, <laughs> You, hemp can replace so much stuff in the textile industry. Yes. Like yes. hemp paper. Like literally we can plastic. save s- plastic. So we can save fuel. trees, fuel. Like hemp is, and it grows so, so fast. fast. Yeah. It does. It's it insane. Does. It, and literally we can save forests and rainforests and trees and, yes. and re-oxygenize our planet. Yes. And replace paper with hemp and plastic with hemp. And we would make a huge deficit when it comes to just recyclables. Like... Junk, landfills are destroyed with plastic mm. bottles and and stuff like that, mm. and it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like it, it, it not only from the a mental health aspect, but just an environmental thing. Environmental, hemp is, absolutely. Hemp is really, really cool stuff, man. Yeah, it grows super fast. I think like within like three to six months, they mm-hmm. can. Yeah, it completely biodegrades. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah. So, any other? So let's. I, here's a question we were kind of talking about off camera. Like, how did you come about finding our our channel and our our setup here? Oh, <laughs> because we <laughs> well actually we kind of run in the same circles. Yeah. Um. Interestingly enough, like um. You know, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. I think mm-hmm. I probably talked about that and stuff. And um. And so yeah, I saw that. Um, you were doing stuff with that cultured culture, which I thought was really amazing. We'll be going back there soon. Absolutely. Now that I have microphones, I can handle the room they put us in with the live music. Live music. Um, it was really difficult to get a good recording because it was a very loud environment. Right. But now that we have this new setup, we're uh, we're going to be going back. We're yeah. going to be we're doing more. So we're going to be. I, I'm going to be back to going there once a month. Yeah. Yeah. So. If, 
culture to culture, if you don't know, it's a, it's a thing in Pottsville. It's right across, it's the old factory right across from the Crimson House. Um, you can literally use the, the parking lot where the Crimson House is, and you walk across that little alley. It's right there. Every week they have a different topic, and it's just like people go there and talk about what's on their mind, how they can get help. And if, if you're struggling from like depression, suicide, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, you can go there and get your help. And there's certified pe- peer specialists there that can help you. And it's, just a, it's an all-around good place to go in there and just listen the conversation and enlighten you even if something that you're not struggling with yourself like i don't struggle with you know heroin addiction right but going in there and listening to people who have and listening to some of the stories and what they go through it opens your mind on different topics and it's really insightful right i mean i don't um yeah i and it's interesting because i mean i brought it up but i've never mm-hmm. been there it's awesome um i've never been there but um i, I may have like caught some of the lives you know that's that's not my lifestyle either but i you know i really do have an open heart for mm-hmm. you know a lot of people that are struggling our area right now is really i you know a lot of times people are like oh they <laughs> say a lot of things about the skook and mm-hmm. you know a lot of negative and a lot of negative things and and if we focus on those things as negative then that's all they're going to be but yeah. if we shine the light on people that are doing good things it's so it's non-judgment really important. too yeah. yeah i think it's important it's yeah. crazy how we came about to um kendra said hey there's this coffee like a coffee place open where people can go and have conversation and she goes it seems like it's really similar to what you're trying to do with your interview thing and I just kind of brushed it off. And then I was like, I looked at it again and I was like, all right. And I made like a live post. I said, I haven't been here yet, but you guys should definitely go check this place out. Um, I'm actually going to go myself this Friday and go go see what it's all about. And I went there and um, I just sat in the, the crowd for a while. And when I came in, they all kind of looked at me. And I was like, all right. And I think I was wearing my interviews already people hoodie. But at the time, I was like, no, who, who knows who I am? Um, at the time, there was like 200 Facebook likes. It was all, like, all my family. No one knew what I was. Um and uh, so I, I walk in and they're like, everyone's kind of giving me like, the, like, who's this guy? Who's this guy type? But not in, a, not in a negative way. It was just like they were aware who I was, I think. And then um, the very end, uh, Pastor Vinny was like, does anyone else want to come up and share anything? And I just went, yeah. And I just said, hey, man, I don't – this is my first time here. I just, I just really want to say I think this is a really cool environment. I think it's really good that you people are all here on a Friday night supporting each other, and this is a very non-judgment-free area. Um, and I kind of gave my insight a little bit on the topic of what I, what I thought. And then I said, thank you guys so much for letting me come up here, and I went to walk away. And right before I got off stage, Vinny goes, wait one second. Um, Anthony, if, if you wouldn't mind, um, do you know what the definition of humble is? And I went – I do. And he goes, would you consider yourself a humble person? I said, I'd like to hope so. And he goes, not many people, no one else in this room except maybe a handful of people know exactly who you are and what you're like, you you have your own little thing going on. I said, yeah, yeah. And he goes, and you got, you came up on this microphone and I'm going to tell you right now, we all looked at you like you're going to go up there and plug your thing. You didn't say a word. You participated in what we're about and, and you came and did your, like you, you, you were part of it. You supported it. And he's like, now I would like you to tell people what your what your thing is, and I want you to share your message. Yeah, and awesome. I went, are you sure? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, that wasn't even my intention. They're like, no, no, we know that. So I said, hey, I do this podcast, interviews everyday people. And ever since that day, we just had this really good relationship because we both have the same mission of making our area a positive place and giving people that need help somewhere to go. Like I can't personally – listen, if you, if you want to come and talk, we can talk all day long. 
But at the end of the day, I'm going to say, if this is what you really need, here's where you should go to go get help. Yeah. And and me going to culture to culture is not making me an expert. I would never take on a responsibility trying to help somebody mentally or with addiction or anything like that. Yeah. But it's giving me the education of saying, oh, you're going through this? You should go here, 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 and here, or go to these locations and definitely get the help you need. If, if me being a part of that and doing what I'm doing can make people open up more to me to say, hey, I need help. I would 100% save a life and do that. Yeah. Because lost, we've lost so many people. You know what oh I mean? Gosh, like, yeah. I hate logging on social media and losing somebody else I went to school with or a really good friend or someone who I was just hanging out with the at a, at a, at a band. or a go, I say a bar, but I think that's a terrible way to say it because not everyone that goes to a bar to see a band is going to drink. But yeah. at a local show, you know what I mean? And they just happen to be in a bar. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> that's all you, we have. It's interesting yeah. because there is a lot of people that don't drink anymore. Like, I mean, you do have like those DDs mm-hmm. and you do have, you know. Which are great to have. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of people like in rec- recovery or people mm-hmm. that just choose not to yeah just because that. you see someone in a bar doesn't mean they're always always drunk yeah no. i might walk in and have i'm a one one or two beer guy i don't even like getting drunk i have one or two beers maybe because back in the day i did use this for some pain <laughs> medication <laughs> at one point in time but i learned that's not a good thing but i do and taste i enjoy it's a cycle yeah. vicious cycle so i do enjoy the taste of beer so i'll have like one or two and then I just call it a night. I'm not. I don't get buzzed. I don't like that. Just my not one or two a night. But when I go out to a bar, I'll have like one or two, and then I stop, and then I hang out. Like, mm-hmm. but because I don't even like getting hammered and be like, oh, I don't even remember how that show was. Like, I want. I, I paid money to go see a band. I want to remember it. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've had a lot of blurry. I had I've a had, but, I've but, tons but of them. But it's I, really yeah. interesting because yeah, and you know as um, as. I, I don't really drink as much as mm-hmm. I get older and it's really and that's why I really like bartending because yeah. I still get to enjoy the environment mm-hmm. but um, it's a I, cool social env- it's yeah. a great social yeah. environment it is it's really really awesome um, you know what I mean you're just it's it's busy and you're talking to people and you know I don't know yeah it's, I'm, I'm happy <laughs> have you it. have you tried the hemp beer yet um Okay, so I don't really drink oh, beer. That's okay. Um, Trying to crack my knee. <laughs> that's okay. I don't really do beer so much anymore. Mm-hmm. Beer just doesn't agree with me. Yeah. Um, now, once in a while, like if we have something, I the the carbonation, like it just, I don't like feeling gassy. Like I don't, yeah. I don't like the beer burps. Like personally, yeah. um, so. Um, but we get like that one time we had this uh, nitro left-handed like flamingo. It was like this like oh, okay yeah the the, the nitro uh, yeah the strawberry yes yeah. I've been waiting until we get that back in because it's usually expensive too uh, I, I I don't know if I could drop the prices but they're yeah. usually not too bad yeah um, I mean, they can be they can yeah. be up there because nitros <laughs> well, are a little more expensive well yeah, yeah. craft beers tend to be um, there's a brand called Hemp Tails. We've actually had on our show, and we had jazz cabbage this past week, and like, I mean, you opened up the can and it was so skunky. I'm like, I'm like, enjoy this, like, this is awesome. The hemp tails that I get, I get at the cake stand in Monty City. Um, It, you open it, it smells like you, you just sparked sparked up a joint, (laughs) right? Um, But it tastes like so. There's three different. There's the hempty. There's a citrus one, and then I think there's a passion fruit one. The passion fruit one. Tastes exactly like a like a like a passion fruit ginger. They all taste like ginger ale. It it tastes huh. more like you're drinking a soda than a beer, and uh, it tastes so good. Yeah. And it's a different type of, but like if a buzz. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if it's not too if it's not too beery, like yeah, it, but, it tastes um, like soda. Yeah, but yeah, I I'm not I'm not usually a big fan of the IPAs. Like mm-hmm. I I I like to 
try to like taste the profile of it. Yeah. Um, but I've always been really good at like, you know, we have people that come in that will like specifically like, you know, just start crossing them off the off the board. And so a lot of times I'll just kind of like, hey, what do you think of that? And then I'll just kind of, you know, take their profile and then, the, you know, yeah. I, I use them for a good reference because yeah. they change so often. We should do a bang and beers there. Uh, we should definitely do a bang yeah. and beers there. Let's do a bang and beers at the like on, lo- on, in loca- on location. Yeah. Yeah, we That'd can be do fun. that. I, I, a lot of the breweries too were telling me they're like we 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 want to start getting in other territories because not everyone wants to go to a brewery, so they do these things called tap takeovers where they yeah. can set up a tap system on location. Yeah. They just need I get I don't know the logistics to it. I guess like the bar would have to pay them a little bit. Like they would have to buy the beer off the brewery. Ta- by we've pa- had Trogues takeover. Yeah. We've had. Um... I don't know, probably like miss a ton, but I think we had victory yeah. take over. So, so if, there, if if we get to the point where, you know, breweries are liking our stuff, we can even probably do some stuff where we can, I can probably bring more t- breweries to the Huckle, Hucklebucks or possible, possible locations. Yeah, that'd be And amazing. do tap takeovers. And I would work with me too, because then I can interview the brewery while they're at your location. Yeah, so absolutely. That'd be awesome. Be really fun. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, uh, anything else you kind of, oh, so when you said about listening to the show, um, what are some of the interviews that you liked so far? Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, the first one I saw was when you were, you were on culture, culture, um, you did kind of a little thing there, but then, uh, Timmy Mangle, uh, I, I love Timmy. Oh my God. I love Timmy. He's, he was on, he's, he's been like a regular now. He's, he's, he was on not cool in high school. I saw him on, on his, his personal. And then I just saw the one that he did recently. What is mom? mom? Mark. <laughs> is it March? Right? March, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I got my I cards love read. It. I love it. I, I, I definitely got to get out to the barn. It's beautiful. Oh my God. I want to get out there. It's the mermaid retreat. Yes. Yeah. The mermaid retreat. Oh my God. When she was reading, if you want to fly, get a really cool episode, that's definitely the one to do. You got scared when she was reading your cards. You got and she's a like, nervous. I see a baby. I was like, you better be reading somebody else's cards. <laughs> she, it, yeah, that's a, that's a scary thought. But you know what? Fun they, fact, we are coming up on my, on my fourth week since that episode. And according to my cards, something is going to happen for me in this next week. So just putting that out there. I don't know. <laughs> are, are, are you telling us something? I don't know. Not, not a baby. Not not a baby. Oh, okay. She said something like successful, like something, oh. something. I guess, what I'm doing here or something in that realm. Nice. She said, I see something in four weeks. And then she said, I see something bigger in two years. Like, I see a new house. I see, yeah, what microphones. Your, your new mics? Maybe it's microphones. Yeah. Maybe it's your mics. Yeah, maybe it's the mics. Well, these aren't the That's new ones yet. Big. These are the old crappy ones. But yeah. We're getting two, two more of these soon. I was supposed nice. to actually sell... Uh, a gun today, but I get in contact with the person I was going to buy it. I'm selling. I have a pistol I don't use. You know what? Um, I, I'm actually. It's it's good to purge things you don't need. It's important that you get rid of the things that you no longer I've never serve even, you. I, I've owned it for four years. I've never shot it once. Um, I don't want to get really dark, but it was like my in case emergency break glass type thing because yeah. I did suffer from some things and had some terrible thoughts. So that's the main reason why I owned it. Like I'm laughing because I have a weird sense of humor with it, but um, I just don't need it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not at that point where I need to have it for protection because if someone breaks in, my dog's really loud and I'll just charge you. I, like you'll shoot me four times, but I'll 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 get to you. Hit him <laughs> low. Yeah, yeah. Hit him low. Um, yeah, and I, even if I had a gun, I'm not gonna know what to do with it. I every time I ever shot a gun, I blink every single time. I'm, there. I'm a terrible shot. Yeah. Um. So it's just I don't know. I don't need it. 
and it's just it's just something that and it's something I don't need in the house anymore. It's something that I it's not I don't need that case in case of emergency break glass thing because I'm beyond that point. Um, I haven't had a, a, a something like that in a very long time. But uh, yeah, it's, and it's it's brand new. I never used it, and it's worth <laughs> some money. So and I need podcast equipment. So hey, do what you got to do. You got to yeah. move out with the old and then with yeah, hundred percent. And it's like a like good. It's like it's kind of like a passing of the torch thing. Like oh like. It was there for its reason, even though it's not a great reason. But it's like I, 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 I kind of put myself to a test. Like I've always had the cyanide pill there and never took it. Is it? It sounds really morbid and gross, but I'm just being honest. I'm an upfront person. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm. It, so we're getting rid of it. Um, but go me, right? Oh, you. <laughs> I don't know how to bounce back from that. I'm sorry. I'm not- Sometimes my honesty is really it's strange. I'm a weird person. That's okay. You know, I tend to bring out the awkward in people sometimes. I mean, that's that's just the thing, I think, yeah. with everybody backwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you you, uh, you you contacted us about doing an interview, and then Steve contacted us about coming on Not Cool in High School. Not Cool in High School, yeah. Yeah, he's phenomenal. I love it. You know, I just, I kind of, you know, I was just kind of behind the scenes, like. It seemed like he really, him. like, he looks forward to it every week too. He does. Like he, he does. Our group chat. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because um, last week would have been um, like, so he he, you know, alternates. So it would have been his work day and the same night as the podcast, you know, and the same thing. So he just kind of has to come home, like be get a shower and be right back out the door to come yeah. up here. And he sent me a message at like lunchtime earlier that day. And he was like, mm, I don't want to go tonight. Like I'm tired and whatever and whatever. And I'm like, mm, you just don't want to go to work tomorrow. Cause you're, cause you're going to be tired tomorrow. I was like, yeah. but you really want to podcast. Then. Yeah. And he's like, you're right. <laughs> and I'm like, and, and that's really the hard thing, yeah. you know, to keep, each other motivated to do stuff it's important to focus on the things that you like to do yep because it makes the things that you have to do seem more tolerable seem more tolerable yeah. so that was that's a big sure. thing so like with my depression i was always an athlete and then the joint disorder stopped that completely I'm like you can't be as physical as you were like and that's all i knew all i knew was playing sports all i knew was going like my stress relief was going into basketball and not coming back home till four in the morning exhausted, sweaty, gross, get a shower and go to bed. And I felt amazing the next day. Um, that went away when joint pain came. But, uh, so this podcast for me has become that it's so, and then like there's days where I'll be sitting in bed and I have like my little bit of depression kicks in where I'm just laying in bed and I'm like, I don't want to go to work today. I just want to lay in bed. I want to sleep all day long and I don't want to talk to nobody. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, but if I go to work, if I don't go to work, I kind of treat work like school. Like, if I don't go to work, I can't podcast because, like, remember when you had that rule when you were a kid? Like, if right. you, you didn't go to school, you couldn't go outside to play with your friends. Right. So, I, in my brain, that's how I process it. Like, if I do a, if I, if I don't go to work, I, I'm not podcasting. Right. So then I'm like, but then I have to tell everyone there's no show tonight. And then I feel really bad because they're all looking forward to it. So right. then I come and then by the time they show up, I'm like, oh, this is why I want to do it. This is fun. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you need, you need to keep yourself accountable through other people. Yeah. 100%. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I I couldn't not do it because Ben would he would he would he would hate it because he loves coming and talking and meeting people like it's like this it has become like a social thing like yeah. we look forward to seeing each other and talking to each other and be like oh my god I've been playing this game like that's exactly what I wanted to bring to the table like when you meet with your buddies like it, to me it reminds me of like sitting at the lunchroom 
in school and you're like, yo, I, you want to, and we'd have snacks, like we'd trade snacks and like, it's all those, like that stupid kid stuff. But it like, is such a dude thing yeah. to be like, hey, what are you playing? Yeah. Like, or what are you listening to mm-hmm. right now? Yeah. It's so much fun, man. I, I I hope people like, it seems like that show does really well. People listen to it. I wish people were more like interactive though, like commenting on episodes. So I can, yeah. It's hard to gauge what people like and don't like, but it's getting there. It's grown. Well, um, you know, until, um, you know, it takes, like you said, it takes a little bit of time even to get, you know, uh, people kind of dialed in, Yeah. you know, before they even know what's kind of happening. We changed the structure like 14 times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're at a good spot now. I like the topics every week. Yeah. Uh, topics is good. I mean, that way it kind of keeps... Oh, our focused. next topic. We're off next week. So we have no show. Sorry, I keep on the burps. I think it's the Burger King with the beer. Not mm. doing well. Um, but then... Uh, Next week, Andy's doing Elvira. I'm really excited about that. I love Elvira. Uh, Elvira is, I mean, she's still, she's still alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and she like still she looks, looks amazing, fantastic. Yeah, there's two women on the planet that are up there in age that are like, and I look at them like, Jesus Christ, you're still amazing looking. That's Joan Jett and Elvira. Oh, yeah. They both look phenomenal for their age. Yeah, yeah. and Andy's like obsessed with Elvira. I mean, what and yeah. it, what a great time of year to do it! Like, yeah, like October, a Halloween. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. She's she's the queen. Of, the the queen of darkness. Queen of darkness. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah, she's fun. We have a sticker of her somewhere over there too. I yeah, I've actually been looking at this. Um, the butt. butt with the mushroom up. So the reason that the... butt's there, um, I did have a bunch of stickers that were very very perverted. And I, I put them down first for a base. Like, you can kind of see some of them poke through. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, they're mostly covered. But and we have a whole thing. Oh, like my goodness. Extra stickers that we didn't use yet. But they're, like, replacement okay. stickers or, like, I don't know. If, like, if a guest comes, they can, they can have one or two if they want. Oh, I'll take that um, V. No. <laughs> the what one? V for Vendetta. Oh, um, you can have that one. That's a great There's a whole bunch of V for Vendettas in there. But so Andy was going through looking at superhero ones and he seen this butt one. And where you're sitting is where always Ben sits. And Ben's our butt guy. Like he, <laughs> yeah, he likes himself some butts. I mean, I think everyone likes butts, but Ben's more open about how much he likes butts. So Andy put the butt where where, where Ben sits. Well, if it keeps him happy, that's cool. Yeah, like... there used to be uh, like the Velma booby ones there up there <laughs> where it's like Velma taking her shirt off. Yeah, there's like this one's like a skeleton performing oral on another skeleton. Like, there's a lot of weird ones everywhere. (laughs) If there's kids listening, I'm sorry, but you know the deal. This is episode 30. Um, (laughs) But yeah, we have Pokemon ones. There's a lot of cool stuff everywhere. Yeah, for sure. This is. I mean, it definitely gives you some. The new ones are the uh, the office ones. We just put some new office ones on. So this one's like you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott, and then uh, my wife loves the teapot. So she actually has that tattooed on her, oh, but nice. it's the Finer Things Club, and then Pam and Jim, Prison Mike, a lot of cool ones here. I never got into the Office. I love it. You know, it's really weird. Um, I probably watch a lot. We 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 watch a lot of like. Um, I never seen Rick. And, I've only seen like five episodes of Rick and Morty, and I know that like that makes people's like head spin because I would I should love it um, because <laughs> I'm a very very big fan of Futurama. Uh, and I, I think because so much so that like I love I, I love that I love Futurama like I could sit there and watch like the the Leela Fry saga forever with along with like Bender's like cocky attitude that I don't know I just never I never really got into the Rick and Morty like I the humor I, I really need to like really delve in because the see, humor I love thing kind of went past great, me a little yeah. bit. 
see, I, at least it went, if it went past you, that's fine. But when I watched it, I was look, I was watching, I was like, do people get what they're watching? Like, I, then I start questioning people, like, why do you like Rick and Morty? And they're like, oh, because he drinks and he curses. And I'm like, oh, so you like it for the fart jokes? Yeah. And, they're, and they're like, no. And I was like, essentially, yeah, like when you like Family Guy, a lot of the jokes that are underlined meaning go over your head, and then you just latched on to the booby fart jokes. Yeah. And I was watching, I'm like, you realize, like, mostly Rick and Morty's about is opening your mind to, like, a different way of thinking about things. On top of it, you're watching a character who struggles with suicidal thoughts. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, Rick wants to kill himself, but he doesn't because he feels that he has a bigger purpose. Well, how do you know that? I'm like, because I'm someone who struggles with that. Like, right, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, like that. that's what this whole... And then as the show progressed, like when he made the joke, wubba lubba dub dub, and then the one guy's like, you know what that means to, 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 to Morty? And he's like, no. And he goes, that literally means... It's a cry for help. Like, he means I want help. I want to die. And he was saying it like, yeah, love it, love it, love it, like uh, just having fun. Like, right. like he's the perfect example of he's super depressed. He hides it behind alcohol and he can like literally Robert, be, Rob yeah, Williams. he could be having fun, making you laugh, making you think, but yeah. he's struggling internally with his own problems. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like I didn't invest enough into it to yeah. like really fully get mm-hmm. it. Um, I don't watch fam. Well, I mean, I definitely did have watched some Family Guy, and I'm not as big a fan as American Dad. I'm I don't like American Dad at all. Oh. I have I st- I honestly stopped altogether with Family Guy. Um, I Roger Bob's Burgers is really good. Roger is like the ultimate potty joke. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bob's Burgers is probably one of my favorite cartoons. Do you ever watch Big Mouth on Netflix? No. Oh but my it, god, watch but it! But it is it it's is so funny. Up. It is cute up. Yeah, that one's pretty much about this kid who's going through puberty and he has a, a hormone mon- like him and it's, it's pretty much a, it's a, not just a kid but this whole age group is going through puberty so the first couple episodes you think is just about like the boy side of puberty and then later on the girl gets her hormone mon- and you have this monster like the, the hormone monster and they're helping them guide through puberty and like <laughs> so big mouth is that it's is it's literally a sex monster. education video that's pretty funny but it's like super funny and somewhat times raunchy like like, well, I, why is this happening? Oh yeah, you're feeling it, aren't you? Like, like the, the horror monster has that real deep voice. Like, let's go in the bathroom and jerk off with that little tiny toilet paper. Like, that's like, <laughs> and they're like, all right, I gotta go. And then he like puts his like like he puts the shirt around his waist, like every boy in middle school had to do. <laughs> yeah, carries, carries the book in front of yeah. him. And then the girl experiences her first period on a field trip, and the day her mom made her wear white pants. <laughs> oh. <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen? I think it the the call show is called Penis and. Or Pen Fifteen. Oh, Pen Fifteen. Pen Fifteen. Pen Fifteen Club is the best club to be in back oh in the day. Oh my god! Do you want to be in the Pen Fifteen Club? And I'm like, what's I'm like, only the cool kids are. <laughs> How do you get in? I gotta write it on your hand. And oh then you're, and they're god. like, why does it say penis? You're like, ah, you fell for it. <laughs> that show is like really hysterical. It reminds me a lot of that Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. It like really takes you down that like awkward life path, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. There's know? a there's a company out right now called Pen Fifteen. Um, and they sell church candles, but the church candles are superimposed with the faces, so it's not like Jesus or Mary. It's like, like Queen or like Freddie Mercury or Ellen DeGeneres or. Hold on one sec. I'll show you something real fast. <laughs> Quick moment of dead silence, real fast. <laughs> they didn't. They weren't very far, so I didn't have to travel very far for them. So these you are, actually have them. Do you? No, you have them. You oh, have I have them, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so. Oh, yay! <laughs> so I, as a joke, 
just put in like I wanted a pen fifteen shirt because I have a stupid shirt collection, and then I found these candles. They're probably hard to see on the camera, but it's the Golden Girls. They are lovely. I'm not very caught up on my religious of who's who, but I'm pretty sure she's Mary. Yeah, and I think that's supposed to be Jesus, which Betty White is Jesus is hilarious all on its own. But yeah, it's the Golden Girls. So they make these candles. I haven't even lit them, so that is. They don't really awesome. have a smell, but it's yeah, it's the Golden Girl candles. But it's by a company called Pen Fifteen. Nice. I'm so fat. I'm out of breath just from literally going into the living room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a little Golden Girl candles. Oh my gosh! I mean, who doesn't love the Golden Girls? Yeah, they make a whole bunch of them too. You can get like Freddie Mercury, um, David Bowie. Like a whole bunch of different ones. It's really funny. <laughs> and, and it's just interesting that you're like, yeah, I, I need these in my life. Well, what it was was for Christmas this year, I've been terrible at Christmas and gift giving and just like, I get so many hints all year round. And then my wife's like, what did you get me? I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> now I messed up. So this, then this, this year. Was this her? Christmas this is her Christmas gift. Yes. It, it's pretty good. I got her this. Good. She had, so her. I'm very all in on one thing. So like, if, like, if she's into something in that moment and I have to get something for a gift, I just get like 14 things of the same style <laughs> thing. So she had a very Golden Girls Christmas this year. Ooh, yeah, so she, cool. got, she got these candles. She got um, like a t-shirt with all the Golden Girls. And I think it said kicking it old school nice. or something like that. Or no, squad goals. There you go. It said squad goals and had all the Golden Girls on it. Then I, she, she likes to collect. Um, they look like whole, like when you go to like a motel and you get that cheesy key, like the key with the, the little ring on it. Yeah. There's a company who makes them and they make them like movies. Like we have one for Bates Motel. Nice. Um, like Elm Street. Like you can get them for different horror movies. And the company, the one company I found, it was their retirement home they live in. So and then on the other side it says thank you for being a friend. Nice. So I got her two of those because it came in a pack. And then she was coloring a lot at the time. So she's like had coloring books. So I found like two Golden Girls coloring books. And then um, she loves I Love Lucy. So you got an I Love Lucy dress. I love Lucy. Yeah. So that's such a good show. Oh my God. It's brilliant. Really, really funny. So at one time, Detroit's in that time area, right before I Love Lucy started, Detroit between like seven o'clock and 11 o'clock had the worst crime rate in almost any city in America. And when I Love Lucy came on TV, for those for that one day, for those hours, crime rate was almost nothing when <laughs> I Love Lucy came on TV. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't know how true that is, but that's something I read. And it, it was it's on the internet. It has to be true. Uh, that, that's what I hear. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah. And then I think the last gift was like a Backstreet Boys shirt that she wore at the concert the other night. Yeah. We went to go see the Backstreet Boys. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I never hit that train. No, never got yeah, it. Yeah, no, I was not into the boy band. Well, I mean, like, yeah, no, I was never into I the I was boy into band. angry white boy music, I called it. Like, System of a Down, Disturbed, Corn, Limp Bizkit. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was kind of... Rage Machine. I was probably, like, kind of there. Like, um, like my friends were, like, listening to, like, a lot of, like, punk rock at yeah. the time. Like, we were listening to, like... Well, then the pop punk hit, like, Blink, and I was, like, took off. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then punk turned into emo, and I went to the emo phase. Yeah, I definitely. I didn't wrote dress. That. I wrote that I didn't emo dress like the emo phase, 
Like, I made fun of the kids who dressed as emo. And I made fun of it. I like, oh, that's weird. But in my head, I was like, oh. and they're like, you don't listen to this? And I was like, no. And then I leave school, and I'm like, I fucking hell percent listen to that. And like, I'm, I get picked on enough. I'm not going to add that to my resume. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I was, uh, like, Hot Topic. Like, the Hot Topic clothes, you were like, sweet. Now, we we had Nirvana's closet. Yeah. Like, that was that was you amazing. You sneak in the back and look at all the naked stuff. You're like giggling, like <laughs> oh my god, they make penis gummies. Oh my god, I miss I miss the Frackville Mall, Mrs. Google I Mall. I do. I cried. I cried when I left the last I, time. Yeah, I well, I mean, I worked I worked up there probably like through high school, and then like after I went to school, then I started managing. I managed the Foot Locker up there for really? a couple years. Yeah, I miss Foot Locker. Um, um, that, that was my gym. That's I worked at Foot Locker like all through high school, and then basketball hooping it. Uh, yeah, no, not really. Which is really kind of funny because I was never like, I was never sporty type. I just loved seeing it. It was just cool. It, was it, so it, cool. it had like like the where you checked out was like the paint. The, it, like a, it was a basketball court. Yeah, it was a basketball court. It was actually like the wood yep. plank, like, like free throw line. area and yeah, stuff. We had great. like we had the dopest music mm-hmm. like in the mall. Like it was pretty. It was pretty rad. Um, I missed. It was such a good place. Well, it's shopping is like you know. I wish we had a shopping center mm-hmm. like locally. And um, we have the Fairlane Village, but we there's a lot of empty storefronts, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it's nice to see that they did. Put, we we they had put new stuff in. That's great. Yeah, like, we used to have Donald's one of the original American Eagles at the mall at one point in time before they were like an upscale clothing yeah. store where yeah. they sold camping equipment. Like it was clothing, but it was more like camping stuff and like outdoorsy clothes. And it was like, it was almost Timberland when it first started before it hit more trendy clothing. American Eagle was one of their first stores. Well, right. And it was up by, I think it was up by where, um, Schuylkill Valley Sporting Goods moved into. Yeah. I was going to say like by where the gap moved. Yeah. Yeah. Where the the gap was. Um, yeah. And it's interesting. Steve and I will will, like take like trips down memory lane and we'll be like, Hey, do you remember like this store that was up here or, Oh, do you remember Memory Lane? Memory Lane inside and outside. Yeah. I mean, Memory Lane was was a big thing, mm-hmm. and then it moved down to Pottsville. Um, that was super cool. Yeah, was super neat. You know, and and um, the fountains, everything that they had there, the Orange Julius. I jumped in a, I jumped in a fountain one time. <laughs> the Orange Julius. We had a, you know the, a great movie theater. We were talking about the arcades. That's what we were talking about the other day. So we were trying to figure out. We wanted to do something with the kids, but we didn't want to like you know just. It's, it's sometimes you go out and you're like totally breaking the bank on things. Mm-hmm. We're like, we want to kind of do something. We want to maybe go to an arcade. You know, okay? We go down to like Reading, down to Ollie's. They, they have like down Reading. They have like the they, works. They, the works. That's it. Yeah. You know. Um, but like until you get down there and then you get something, you get the cars and something mm-hmm. to eat. And I'm like, I'm like. Ah. Don't you just wish you could go to the Schuylkill Mall and go to the arcade? Like twenty bucks and quarters, like mm-hmm. twenty dollars, ten for you, ten for you. Like we go to town, like play some Mortal Kombat. Yep. Like you know, I think they even had the Simpsons game up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at one time they had the X Men. The X Men beat 'em up was up there. I actually worked at the movie theater. Oh, so nice. my first, one of my first jobs ever was in the movie theater when it was Regal. Yeah. Um, it was awesome. Uh. And then after Regal, I left there, and then I went to the factories, and then I I helped out for a short time at Fye, um, so that that Fye was always awesome. But yeah, I, dude, the mall was so much fun. And then the movie theater then became like my second home when they just when they put the new theater in. It was like every Friday night, me and my wife would go to the movie theater. We would eat, drink, go see a movie, 
and like the staff became our second family. Like we like the, the last day we were at the movie theater, we, we were there the whole day. Like when they did the customer appreciation, we had our own drink. Like yeah. we had a Blackwell drink. That's awesome. And we would like the movie would come in. They're like, oh, like when Batman, Super, when Batman Superman came out or Justice League came out, like the, the people at the bar were like, Tony, you got to help us make the Batman drink because that's your drink. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was like, oh my God, that's all. like, I loved that what place. What did you put death. in it? I'm kind of curious. Um, it I'm, was, always, I'm it, always looking it, for a drink idea. It was pretty much a rum and Coke for the most part. But instead of, uh, I told him to use Taboo because Captain Morgan Taboo had more of a berry flavor. Yeah. So essentially it was a, a, a rum and Coke with uh, Taboo rum. Yeah. And then they put like a little garnish on it. Yeah. But yeah, it was awesome. That'd be kind of cool. Like, I actually kind of think about that, something to make it a little darker purple mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. There's um, a really cool, like that tipsy bartender guy always makes fun stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 It's funny. I, I actually call myself a beer tender, not, mm-hmm. not a bartender. Oh, like, a beer tender? I mean, a beer tender. Because for, for the most part. Most I people mean, just get beers there. Most or more beers. beers, Moscow mules. Mules. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Nick is the crafter. Nick yeah. really does craft up some really good drinks. Yeah, but, I try uh, to stay away from hard liquor. It's a bad night for me. Yeah, me, me too. Well, I mean, it depends. I had this guy on uh, Yingling's 190th, okay? And the place was, you can only imagine, the place was packed. Mm-hmm. Like, all day. Like, I mean, we were like hustling, hustling, hustling. And this guy comes in and... Um, he was like, you know, really kind of on the verge of should he even be served again? But he, you know what I mean? He he got a water, he drank a water, and then, you know, he's getting drinks. And he was like, so go over, and he's buying drinks for himself and for, like, these five ladies that he just met. And he's like, you know, can I get this, 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 and this? I was like, okay. He's like, and can I have a Manhattan? And I look at him and I'm like, Does this look like a Manhattan bar to you? Uh, well, actually, it's really interesting because it is on our menu. Like, is that's it? one of Nick's specialties oh, wow. is a Manhattan. But there was probably, like, there was so many people he in He had no that, time to make a there Manhattan. Was, like, you have to, like, stir it to, like, get the right kind of melt. I looked at them and I was like, Listen, if it doesn't come out of a barrel or a bottle, like, I'm not serving it, like, Come on. I was like, we're packed. I'm like, think of something else. So like, meanwhile, I'm like getting like 27 other drinks. I come back to him. I was like, what can I get you? He goes, where's my Manhattan? And I went into the cooler and I popped open the lugger and I sat in front of him. I said, here's a Pottsville. And I just kept on moving, (laughs) you know, like welcome to the, I mean, you're here for the 190th. You might as well. The only thing that pissed me off about that 190th is I couldn't get a beer and go watch the band. You had to stay in the beer garden, which were so far away from every single stage, mm. you couldn't enjoy the music and have a beer because you weren't allowed to leave with the beer. Right. But I can walk to a, 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 a wine stand or a moonshine stand or a boo slushy and walk around downtown Pottsville with a boo slushy or a mixed drink, but I couldn't leave the beer garden with a beer. Yeah. I was like, that's ridiculous. It was a lot. Of, it was pretty chaos. I didn't really get to like check out a whole lot because yeah. like I, I had to go to work, but I did kind of, I kind of cruised through. I kind of saw some of the different stages that were set up. It's nice uh, to see like and it's, uh, people attempting to like really kind of mm-hmm. bring things to town. And I think that we had, really we had friends of ours give us the VIP ticket, a VIP front row for Bethan Ezra. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm not, I'm not staying for. I, I, not that I didn't like Better Than Ezra, but I was kind of more disappointed that we paid all that money for Better Than Ezra when you have all this amazing talent that we have in our area. Right. Like Crowbot's literally about to put an album out, and you booked Better Than Ezra. 
Well, I think that they wanted to probably... And Ben and just... They did cover music the whole night anyway. They played their well, three hits and they did all covers. Well, they probably... <laughs> they wanted to to hit a genre that is going to be really yeah. family-friendly. I mean, I like Crobot, too. Yeah. But... <laughs> but I was just like, oh, come on. I, I'm just... That's just me, the support guy, the local guy. So yeah, I was, no, I was I leaving that's... and I was like... I see Well, the... they did support local. I yeah, mean, Yeah, they had Hooligan, three. Hooligan, they Boys Upstairs, and Tool, tool Shed. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, so I was like, oh, um, and I just seen two people walking on the street. I was like, here, do you like better than Ezra? And they're like, yeah, we're heading our way. I'm like, here, have enjoy front front row. And they're like, what? And I was like, have a good time. And I just yeah. walk. Yeah. Yeah, share the love. Yeah. And someone really enjoyed them. But uh it was it was really, really fun. It was a good day. Yeah. It was packed. Yeah. It was really, really yeah. packed. The whole town was yeah. pretty busy. It was nice. And, you know, um, we just had Potzel on tap last yeah, week. Yeah, I didn't get a chance. I, I work Saturdays. It's hard for me to go all that fun stuff. Yeah, usually, like, weekends are, I always say weekends are my jam. Like, mm-hmm. Mondays, Mondays are my are my weekend. Like, yeah. Monday, Tuesdays are more my weekend for me because um, Thursday through Sunday, I'm, you know, doing whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> people are just like, well, you know, like, you're just... You're just a mom. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, no. Like, when you don't have a secured position, like when someone knows you're supposed to be somewhere nine to five, like when you don't have a secured position, you really get like roped into helping everyone do Mm -hmm. everything. Like, you know, I I used to help my grandmother like do all of her grocery shopping and things like that. My mother, she doesn't drive, so she needs to go to a doctor's appointment. Like, you know, you really kind of, you take on a lot of roles. Mm -hmm. That's weird yeah it's it's an interesting transition like like i said when i kind of stripped down like everything about that was kind of part of it like i was i realized that um you know i got really uh, what happened is i kind of got to a moment where i felt really selfish and then i was like okay well you know what i i do need to i do need to do self-care but i also this is my task this mm-hmm. is my purpose these people do need me this is you know so this is important yeah this is equally as important yeah and is there any other topics or anything you want to cover before we get out of here I don't know. It no? kind of went on a bunch of really <laughs> strange tangents. <laughs> I love them though. They're my yeah. favorite. Um, yeah. No, I think we kind of talked about some stuff, some really off-topic things. What, but what it's would cool. be what would be an interview or type of interview or something that you would like to see us do? Hmm. While you're thinking, I have one that I, I want to do. I well, I. I think that you should really think, consider going and and doing working with the elderly. I think that yeah. that's a phenomenal idea. Yeah, that'd be I think really that's fun. Really, really good. Just learn history of the area. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like my thing is like well, I had a I had a history teacher, Mickey Holland in Monte City, and he would teach us about World War One, World War Two, Vietnam War, all these amazing like these crazy things that happened during our our history. But every time he would teach it, he would say. But the crazy thing is, is during that time in our area, this is what was happening. And this is how the world affected our area here. And it fascinated me. What you should do is find like, you should find an old shut-in around here, like somebody that has like, like all of their records yeah. and everything and do like an on location so they could be like, yeah. here's my newspaper. Mm-hmm. Like, like all those like legends, like, oh, did you hear that at one time Babe Ruth was here or this guy was here? Or like, I was like, yeah, like it'd be cool if someone was like at that event and just, A not real- every interview has to be super long. Like I can come and do something. Like, it, like there's really no structure. I just like 
we just go as long as it takes but that'd be really fun but my my dream like i had two interviews i wanted to do and i kind of got one i wanted to do like a medium psychic type thing mm. i mean i'm still open to anyone else that wants to do that again if you know somebody let me let me know but i would love to do a on location interview in somewhere that is somewhat haunted mm. like inter- like if it's like if you think your house is haunted and it's let me know you know what i mean like or if you know a location, like, hey, this old building in Pottsville is haunted. Like, I'll set up a spot. I'll come late at night and we'll do it. And, like, you could tell me the history of the building and why you think it's haunted. And we'll go from there. And then while we're doing it, if something crazy happens on camera, it's a win-win for all of us. Because I'll go viral and then your business will be the haunted place. <laughs> and it works for everybody. <laughs> there is, um, you know, and I think that there is probably definitely some people local that, that do that. Um that do that whole ghost hunting. That's, that's <laughs> I just crazy think it'd be, shit. I just I think try. it'd be fun to conduct an interview and be like, <laughs> well, you know, realistically, don't you want, don't you want like the, the EMF, like the, the yeah, heat sensor? I have to go maybe? buy all that. And I don't, I mean, unless I could find a gr- a ghost hunting group. If there's a local ghost hunting group that already has all that stuff, and you want me to interview you about your ghost hunting, and 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 also um, talk about how you got into ghost hunting and what you think about it, but then also do it in a location that's haunted, and then we could do like our we'll film our <laughs> own investigation. I'm a hundred percent down to do that. Now's like, a perfect time. Yeah, because I think that'd be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. So hit me up. Let's do it. Um, sure. But yeah, I always put those stuff out there. Like I think they'd be funny interviews um yeah. but I, i'm always looking for new ideas or people yeah I, I that's really you kind of put me on the spot there because yeah. i i i like coming up with stuff on the fly mm-hmm. but i don't know that's that's a good one a yeah. little, a, and actually around here you do have some really spooky looking places yeah. i mean <laughs> we used to talk about gordon mountain okay gordon I, mountain I used to have that whole uh, like you know ghost tale and you know the girl and now it's like a distribution like highway warehouse yeah. well like, the old so road traffic. is still there is it the old school like it's not drivable you have to park your car and walk it huh. but it's still kind of spooky yeah i i don't think i would you wouldn't do it uh, i did it in high school yeah i don't I don't know. Yeah. It's not that I'm afraid to. It's just it's creepy. Yeah, well, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't want to be scared. <laughs> it's really interesting because you don't. You think that you're like you're like oh that's not even that scary. But once you get into it, like and then your head plays tricks on you. It and, does. Yeah. It really does kind of play like a head game. Like my kids are playing that bendy in the ink machine. Okay, and I'm watching them play. And I'm like, this isn't even that scary. Oh, they're he was like, telling me. See, was telling They're like that. screaming, and I'm like, this is not even that scary. And they're like, oh, can you do this part for me? So I actually started playing. I'm in it. I'm like playing the game for like maybe like five minutes. And next thing you know, like you really start to. The, you know, hone in you have to hone in you have the music you have the visual like it's kind of motion next thing you know the freaking thing is right behind me and i'm like ah! he was telling me there was a stage that you guys you guys tried for like hours and you couldn't get past it oh yeah yeah so we actually <laughs> we put that game up on the shelf because I, they would they refused to play it and i was like it's too yeah. scary yeah they're like yeah they, they'll watch me play but like like i said i tried for like an hour and i was like all right I watched Ben play Mommy's, Resident Evil. Mummy's done. Yeah, the Resident Evil 7. I was like, that first person is too much. And I, jump, I hate jump scares. They get me every time. And I, it's just, it's lazy way. Like, I hate when horror movies do it. Like, it's a lazy way to scare me. Like, yeah. I like psychological scary. Yeah. Um, well, officially, it's going to be Halloween season when this episode comes out. Like, and we were kind of talking off camera before, like, you're a big horror movie person. We can end on that, like, side little tangent. What are some of your favorite horror movies? 
Oh, my goodness. Um, the Muhammad House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, yeah. I just did a Sig Haig drawing. It's on my Instagram. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. The great, the late great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I really, I really liked Rob Zombie. His like whole like film style. I thought that, that was that was pretty neat. So, House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, Do you ever see It Follows? What's that? It, it follows the second one. The second no, one. No, it's, it's they've only made one so far. Oh, it follows. Yeah. No. So it follows. It starts off with um, it's this this girl and meets this guy and he's kind of from out of town and they're dating and then they kind of go up in this remote like kissing booth lane area and he tries to like make a move and she's like okay and start doing it and then he starts getting a little like trying to cross he's trying to turn second go third possibly steal home and she she puts the brakes on she she's third base batting coach right. they go back and then he come on like t- like you think it's like a typical like high school situation and he's like and then he stops he's like all right i'm sorry and she's like all right cool and then he just looks at her and goes i'm really and he like goes back to the trunk or something and and then he's like i'm really really sorry and then he chloroforms her mm-hmm. and then she comes in and out of it and he's doing his thing um and then she like completely passes out and she wakes up like clothed for the most part and she's strapped to a wheelchair in this like abandoned building and he's like listen 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 like i didn't want to do what i did like i'm not cool with what i did but i had to do it and she's like what do you mean and he goes i can't i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you the rules he's like something is following me the only way I can get rid of it is by giving it to someone else, and the only way you can give it to somebody else is by having sex. It and it it will so literally it's like a demonic it's like a, de- it's like a demonic STD. <laughs> so like she sees this woman walking towards her in the woods, like and it walks super slow, and it just it just dead stare and it just walks at you, and it can change any form shape. It could be someone you know, someone you don't know. So like you could be in like Times Square. And it, would just and it could be that one thing walking toward, and once it touches you, you're dead, like it, you die. Yeah. And then it goes back to the person that gave it to you. So he was like, "You need to find someone, and give it to them, and then tell them to give it to somebody else, and you need to put as much distance in between you and it as possible." Um, and he goes, "Because I don't know if you give it to 15 people and those 15 people die, then it finally comes back and gets you." I don't know it's hunting me again. Right. So say if, in the way that, like, it doesn't really describe much, but like, say if it's after you, or I give it to you, and you drive from here to California, it will walk from here to California, just and, and no idea how long that takes. You know, any, and you know, what I mean? so. so you can literally, you can the put fact distance. You yeah. called it a haunted it's, STD. I cannot get over that. I'm sorry. It's I'm a just creepy actually here movie, at that. but it's so good. It, I, I enjoyed it because it was something so different. Yeah, I just realized this whole night that you hear it. Oh, don't worry coaster. about it. No, these coasters are, they're these really, really. Are, these stickers are priceless. Now. They're good, but the problem is, is they, that sometimes your glass will stick to it and mm-hmm. then you'll pick up the whole coaster with it and then it, it slams, slams down and it scares the shit out of everybody. Gotcha. Yeah. People are listening like, what the hell is that? Um, but yeah, like that's really cool. We just actually just, when you were coming in, we just subscribed to Shudder. It's like, oh, a, nice. it's like the Netflix of horror movies. Yeah. So she, that's what Heidi's doing upstairs right now. She's watching horror movies. That's her jam. Um, the movie when when you talked about it, though kind of remind me of the most the movie that probably scared the crap out of me the most is um the hills have eyes Talk yeah about psychological mm-hmm. like kind of like trauma like killing your family in front of you and rape and murder and yeah. killing and yeah and they were like these they're already these inbred like they were one of the nuclear test yeah like they lived in a nuclear test area like, lived in the mountains mm-hmm. yeah that was that was a creepy was one disturbing that was a remake too. 
Yeah. 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 Um, that, uh, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out too. Like it just came out the three from hell, which is the sequel to, uh, the devil's rejects mm-hmm. just came out. Um, there's so much cool stuff. I'm super pumped. But the, 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 a lot of drive-ins, local drive-ins are like going to start doing their horror movie stuff. Like they're doing a whole week, like two weekends of it's going to be every Freddy movie. Yeah. 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 You gotta love Robert England. Oh my God. I even like the reboot. I just like the character Freddy. Yeah. Yeah. But all right. Well, then anything else? Is there anything you want to plug or get out there? Um, no, I'm good. I mean, thanks for having me on this. Well, thank this, you so this much for coming fun. back. And anytime you want to come back on and hang out, you can. <laughs> and well, you can always come on Not Cool in High School. I definitely was that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you could you could check uh, check out the interview. Um, I, all the links below. Um, you can everything you want to like your businesses yeah, or anything. If you or, want, you can check me out on Facebook. Find out more about what I'm doing. Um, I'm actually I'm heading to Vegas on Wednesday. I'm oh, really yeah? excited about oh, Vegas. That. Is so much fun. I know. I was out a couple years ago for a friend's for a friend's wedding, but this time. I'm I'm going out all business and I'm pretty pumped. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We, we went for Vegas a couple what, last year or two years ago. It was, I would live out there if I could. It was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. And the I, weather has been really weird there right now. Cause it's between like, it's like 50, like, like low 50. We got like, there. It was kind of chilly. Like high 87. So yeah. like you got that desert weather and mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, I'm, I'm used to being like having all the seasons, but not in one day. We went there and people were like, oh my God, you came with the worst time. And like, why? They're like, it's so cold. And I was like, and we went out there and like nobody was in the pool. Right. And it was 73 degrees. Right. And they're like walk around in jackets and stuff. And I was like, I walk around in shorts. Like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, this is beautiful. Yeah. And they're like, it's going to be 60 tonight. I was like, yeah. And they're like, you're wearing shorts. I was like, it six like... Once the snow starts melting and it's 60 degrees in Pennsylvania, everyone's like, bust out the swimsuits. Yeah, <laughs> you know absolutely. I mean? <laughs> absolutely. Especially you see that a lot more in the spring because yeah. people get like super excited. Yeah. yeah Pennsylvania so, weather is amazing. And it was like a really cool sick. It was beautiful. I loved it. I thought it was great. The, even the, the, it was, was hot. It was hot, but it was like a different type of hot. Yeah, it's like a drier heat. Yeah, you know, you don't have that same like. It rained, heat. and I was like, I'm not even. I don't even care that I'm getting rained on. It was like a refreshing rain. It was yeah. nice. It was really cool. I loved it. Um, I we we we're not gamblers. We just went and did all like the museums and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're really into um like history, like mob museum, like like Italian mob history, mm-hmm. on the old like I loved the old Fremont Street, the old Vegas Strip. Yeah. that's my jam. Like you can walk down the street and see one of the most beautiful women you've ever are men. I mean, because there's like dudes with their t-shirts off and like look like they're Greek gods and women who look like they're come from factories who are built like Jessica Rabbit. And then six more people down, you can see a 700 pound woman in a diaper with pasties on her boobs dancing. We like, (laughs) and and everyone goes to that woman. (laughs) Yeah. When we were there last year, like they give out the cards, like the prostitution, like playing cards. And we would like, I didn't see one of those yet. Play like old maid, you know, like (laughs) I think they really cut down on those. Like we were there. And but maybe because I was walking with my lot, wife. There's a lot of littering. I don't yeah. know. I, I, maybe, yeah. Even like strip clubs, everyone's like, you will walk down the strip and everyone's going to hand you a strip club card. I don't know if it's because me and my wife were walking together. We didn't get one strip club card. We didn't get one prostitution. I was bummed. Yeah, you're like, what, what's this Like, why about? can't I get a prostitute with my wife? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> did I she mean... scare them away? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you need to get away from me. I want to at least get one card. The only thing we got the whole time. Uh, well, you know, like, Heidi's kind of hot. They're yeah. probably like, you know, this guy doesn't need a prostitute. That's like, probably what it was. Geez. But I was I was bummed. I wanted to at least get one to see what it was like. Um, we didn't do any strip clubs that I was really disappointed in. 
Um, it just, we just didn't need to because we were doing all the sightseeing. Right. Um, and Did so you we, take the damn tour? No. You didn't do the damn tour? I, yeah, I didn't care about that. Yeah. That in the Grand Canyon, I was like, you got my God, I don't care. I wanted to stay in Vegas. I wanted to drink. I wanted to see bands. I wanted to like. I wanted to immerse myself in that aspect. The, not the the whole nature of no. the no nature. Whoa! We flew our plane over the Grand Canyon. I was like, "That's cool. It's a huge hole in the ground. I'm good." <laughs> there's and then we flew like coming into Vegas. They turned the corner. I'm like, "There's the dam." She's like, "Wow, my God, it's huge." I'm like, "That's as close as we're getting." She's like, "Why?" You could, like be on four points, like four yeah, different states. Care less about that. And that's not for me. Maybe next time. But, like this time we went out. Like we did um, the Mob Museum. Phenomenal. We did the only thing we didn't do. I was bummed. Is the um, the old lights graveyard where it's all the old neon lights from the old buildings. Oh, okay. It's all in like one location. Like Ooh. they call it the neon light graveyard. We didn't get to do that, but we did the Titanic tour in the Luxor. That's the pyramid one, right? Yeah. They have a, a walkthrough and they have the biggest piece of artifact, our big biggest piece of ship ever recovered from the Titanic. And then as you get on this exhibit, they give you a card. And then at the very end, you go through a list and see if your car, if your person, if you made it or not. Oh, that's kind of But as cool. you're walking through, like they did complete reenactments of like the staircase, like Leonardo DiCaprio and them meet at. Yeah. Like they did a complete reenactment of the staircase, like what it would be like to be like go to your room, like a first class room, second class room, walking the deck of the ship, and you're walking through it feeling like you're in the Titanic. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's awesome. Yeah. And then um, we did the mini, like there's a kiss mini golf we did. And then there's a Twilight Zone mini golf we did. That was so much fun. Like we went to Vegas and played mini golf. Um, and then we <laughs> we did like a timeshare meeting. So we got free tickets and we went to go see a Beatles show. Nice. That was awesome. It was a free show. Um, love? Uh, was it love? No, it was just like reenactment. It yeah. wasn't the Circus Soleil one. It was it just was four dudes who did, it was a Beatles cover. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then we did uh, this. This one was weird. It was called Bodies. Uh, it was crazy. So it was literally dead bodies. <laughs> and they were all unclaimed bodies from Asia. And like you would walk in and there's just like a dead body right in front of you. And you're like, holy shit. Like it, as soon as you walk in, it just like punches you in the face. Like every single thing you're going to see is just dead bodies. Huh. And they're going to do really weird stuff with those dead bodies. That's interesting. I mean... Not in a non-scientific way, in an artistic way. I try to look at it in every aspect, but then I would be like, "This is legit." So it, it felt like I was walking through a serial killer's collection room. That's kind of bizarre. We saw. Hottie loved it. She was all this, about it. It was we so saw this weird. Thing down in Harrisburg, they had uh, uh, something the movement of the body or the, the whatever of the body. But anyway, it was like there was. The body, it was like different breakdowns. Like one was like just your cardiovascular system. Yeah, that's exactly like, what this had. And then it was just like glowing. So it was just the cardiovascular system. Like was it real people's cardio? Yes, it yeah. was real. It was real bodies. Yes. Yeah, uh, we saw it down in Harrisburg a couple of years. It was like it same. might have been like the, one of the same things. Yeah. Um. When Would they like take a body and cut it in half. Yes. Ooh. You're good. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, and then like also there was like a person like running in motion, and so they had the fillets of their muscular of their like calf muscles mm -hmm. like peeled back, so you could see the different layers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I saw it, that. It, Whether you made it described, it sounded like there was like actual, just like kind of like weird carcasses. No, it was very. They were positioned. Scientific. Like, like she was art. hitting a racquetball. Yeah. And like the one part of the body would look like it, they. To put it through a bologna slicer yeah. and it was like the body cut into like a thousand pieces 
but it was a body standing there, but yeah. sliced in different layers, like like it was a prime rib. Yeah, no, I thought that was really interesting. I saw that. Then the skin head. room, like it was literally someone they just took a body and just like cut the skin off and then hung it on like a clothes hanger, and I was like. Oh my god! <laughs> like it was so strange. Am I weird? Heidi loved that's it. Weird. <laughs> and then it was like they showed like body parts that had like it was like riddled with cancer, like a healthy lung, and then a lung like from a smoker, and then a lung from like that had cancer. Yeah. And then there was like ba- there was a whole baby section. Yes. Yes, I saw that. That it was ba- crazy. Yeah. yeah. I left and I was like, I'm I'm good. And she's like, well, I'm like that was really like I. And you normally are like super like oh this is that was awesome but I, like it, it was really interesting it was super scientific yeah but like it was just strange to be in a room and you're like surrounded by like thirteen legit dead bodies there's probably more than thirteen yeah like, I mean I'm just saying <laughs> one area like you would look around a room and there was like just bodies like the one body was cut in half and he was shaking hands with the other side of his body and they weren't even behind cases yeah like you can walk like you're you're not allowed to touch them but if you right. really wanted to you can go touch a dead body. Yeah, and I, it's, uh, I see. I look at that and I was like, "What are they? What are they using to preserve that?" Like, yeah, that's weird. what I was thinking too. And then I was like, and then I at the very end, I'm like, "Where the fuck did you get all these Asian people?" Yeah, and they're like, literally in China, like in in these Asian countries, they just find them on the sidewalk, and no one claims them. Like, or they die and they don't have medical bills, so they just donate their bodies to science. Or, like, there's like they said the the rate of bodies they just find in these countries is insane. Like, they, and they don't even research. They don't look into it. They don't do anything. They're just like, oh, here's a body laying on the ground. <laughs> so those people, they they literally go there and say, well, let's take this body and research it for science. And they do exactly what this museum is doing. Like, cut them up and search and like, oh my god, this guy was he had prostate cancer. And then they're like, well, let's preserve it <laughs> and let's take his prostate let's cancer put it on display and take it to Las Vegas so he, uh, Americans can look at this guy's butthole. <laughs> like, and that's what we were doing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, America. Yeah, <laughs> they're like. <laughs> it was just a weird I don't know and she's like are you hungry I was like no I'm not hungry I just stared at a dead baby yeah like every yeah. like a dead baby from every moment of its life pregnancy cycle like here's a dead baby at one week two weeks three weeks this is a nine month old dead baby in a jar I was like I can't I get it I get well, a reset that's interesting I guess some people really just have and, and I I guess it's something I take for granted but some people just don't like to see death it or- wasn't like I didn't like to see it it was just it was so strange like you were walking through and the whole time yeah I, I had to keep reminding myself like this is not like a fake thing like this yeah. is it's, real it's not wax right? yeah this is real people like we did the wax museum and then we did that and I was like this is legit people like yeah. and then like and then in oh. my brain like Yo, like, the, like, what would this person go through? And like, they were unclaimed. Like, they just died, and no one cared. Well, if you think about it, and this is first of all, you know, they're that's just the shell. Of yeah. Their like, the, yeah, this gone. is their earthly body. Now. That's their shell. But in reality, if nobody cared about them well enough when they died, then aren't they really? Aren't they? Aren't their bodies really getting reverence now? Yeah. When people are coming to yeah. observe it, and, yeah. and it really got put to a use where you know, yeah, like so, some guy named Kim is sitting in Vegas <laughs> with his whole bits and junk hanging out. <laughs> I know, <laughs> and he's shooting a basketball, and he probably never played basketball his whole life. <laughs> and now his wiener is on display, <laughs> on display, you know, and and they filleted off his calf muscle just yeah. so you could see exactly yeah. how the muscle. It was works. just a, it was a weird. Exp- and then we went to the one, and literally the Vegas, the they it was two exhibits in Vegas. 
There was one in the Flamingo, or the, and then there was one in the Luxor. And then we were paying our ticket to see the one, like the Titanic, and they're like, well, you can do a twofer and go to the bodies exhibit. I'm like, no fucking thank you. We just seen your exhibit in the other hotel. And they're like, oh, this one's better. I was like, how? How? Like, describe to me how it's better. Do you have more bodies? And they're like, we have more bodies, and there's more crazy stuff they did with them. I'm like, I'm good. I've seen enough today. <laughs> yeah. Um, I Now, going to see shows, I mean, is super fun. Oddities are, yeah. are fun. Like, the like, Ripley's Believe It or Not, We want. I want to do that in New, is like New York or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Sideshow freak show, stuff like that is yeah. awesome to me. You know, it's that the whole like kitschy or whatever but yeah here's a six-headed chicken um <laughs> i have i have my schedule pretty kind of pretty packed uh we're gonna be doing like uh we're getting a stretch uh limo whatever oh yeah uh, the hummer nice Saturday. or like i have a, a group of us and we're gonna go just kind of like do like the the driving tour for like two hours just kind of like check out different different stuff which last time I went, like it was mainly like we did stuff on foot. We did yeah. we did the damn tour. We walked the whole Vegas trip. Yeah, so our be, feet were killing us. It'll be interesting to just kind of like kind of cruise around. So we're gonna do that one day or whatever. But um, I'm actually like I'm really pumped to go there and learn. Like you talked about before, like the secret. Um, one of our speakers is Bob Proctor from oh, the yeah. Secret, and uh, I am like. Beyond, like pumped to listen to him book. speak. You can get signed. You can have it. So yeah, <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty fun. So, yeah. yeah I'm, I, but like I said, I'm like I'm going. I'm going to all all business. I'm going to learn. I'm That's what we did. To... We just did exi- exhibits. The, if you're into that, then do it. But if not, don't. But the Mob Museum was so fucking awesome. Yeah. It was I, so all awesome. I really want is a strip burger and you know and Starbucks. And did, have you ever have you ever eaten Wahlburgers? Yeah. The yeah. one in Vegas we did it was it was awesome food. Oh, I like I said, it might be my last meal. Yeah. I, like <laughs> Wahlburgers like, was phenomenal. They'll be like, "Hey, we're gonna go out to dinner tonight. At this really nice place." I'm like, "Can I just get a burger?" Yeah, there was a burger place in our hotel in the Rio that was really good too. It was like a fast food type thing, but it was so delicious. It was right next to the Chippendales. It was like a Chippendales and then a burger place. And uh, I, I went to see the Thunder from Down Under when I was at Vegas last night. Really? Time. Yeah. My friend, I don't, like I said, my friend got married and the guys went out. We just went. I mean, we do. I don't they, get male strippers. Yeah. I, well, oh, well. I don't get it. Because always, to me, a wiener is funny. Like, <laughs> I should have did that while you were drinking. That's but, okay. But I like, I, like a strip club too, like... Most times when a guy walks into a female strip club, they're not walking in like, this is going to be awesome. They mostly go, this is going to be a shit show. This is going to be a blast. Well, you know, actually, I kind of feel bad for male strippers because, like, you know. There's so no that, limitations. There, yeah, you know, like, and there's a, really a double standard. Like, like if you want to talk. double standard. Yeah, we, this thing could go on for, like, another hour. You know, yeah. you can talk about, you know, women. Women are be like, you know, they don't want their bodies objectified, things like that. That's fine. Uh but if you're if if you're a stripper like that's your money your money is mm-hmm. to objectify your body like you should whatever um same you know male I strippers. wish I could be a stripper I okay? just don't have it so here's the <laughs> thing you go to a female strip club you do not touch oh, like you literally you have to not, put you have to put your hands behind do your not chair touch like that is you're that like, is oh my god I'm so sorry uh, yeah it's <laughs> unacceptable. Now I went to see a th- I went to see a Thunder from Down Under. That was like more of like a show. Like that's like more of like we're a not coming out and touching you. You're not touching us. But I went to like back in the day. I went to this place. It was down in Philly. That was crazy. And let me just tell you, 
these women were so bold. Like these guys probably had bruised butt cheeks. Okay, <laughs> they had bruised butt cheeks because these women like were literally like like scratching their chest. I'm like. Behave yourself. Like, and then they're like, seriously. <laughs> women hear that. Like, they go to a male thing and they're like, oh my God, I had his whole thing in my hands. And then, like, my, their husband's like, I'm going to go to the strip club. Like, fuck you are. Yeah. You're like, it's not the same thing. We can't even look at them for more than six seconds or we get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, very cool. All right. All right. I'm, all right. <laughs> yeah. No, there's definitely, there's, there's definitely probably like a double standard there. But like you said, like, you know, sometimes there's more of like shows yeah, or, yeah. or what have you. I just seen the Chippendales and I immediately thought of the Patrick Swayze, Swayze and Chris Farley. Absolutely. And I've eaten my burger. Like, I can go in there and kill it. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm 240 pounds. I'll show some man. <laughs> this is what we really look like with chest hair and da- the, stretch marks. The, the dad bod, <laughs> man bod thing is in. I don't even have kids. I'm like, a stepdad bod. Yeah, but that's okay. It's, your, it's just it's just the age. You yeah. know what I mean? You get to a certain age and things you start you start slowing down. You stop doing so much. Yeah, you just stop working out and doing four podcasts a week. You're like, you go to the gym? No, I'm, I'm editing most of my life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can understand <laughs> yeah. how that could how that could like really kind of get into your system. I started going. I started going to a five a.m. gym class because Jesus, it was the only way that I that I could get it. In to get it done when you know when my kids were were little little Steve works I'd have mm-hmm. to go before he goes to work or before I had to do do my day and that that worked really well for me I haven't been in a while yeah Andy and Ben do the gym and they do the gym right I I can literally pick up a rock and hit the gym from my house well I never realized that. I kind of like have a natural jock body or athletic style mm-hmm. body that I could just just pick it up and do it when i start I working never, out i have fast results yeah i never i never i just never like really kind of did that i mean like when i was in school i played like volleyball like in like middle school but i didn't play in high school yeah i didn't i didn't want to i didn't want to sound rude but i didn't want to really associate you, do you like volleyball because Heidi plays like in pots, like she has a group of people that like they contact each other and they go play a bare field all the time. Oh, like I would, yeah, yeah. I would play like none, yeah, I would just kind of like she's play in leagues, like she's she's a psycho with it. So if you're into volleyball and you ever want to jump in, let you message Heidi, she'll get you in. Give me a sub. They're let, always looking. Let me come in like super weird, kind of kicking dirt, looking at my shoe, being like, yeah. I haven't played in a really long time. But... <laughs> they just want people to play. But yeah, yeah. I so I just kind of except me, I'm never allowed. I I kind of picked it up naturally i was like oh like here's you know when i was like i said when i was in high school i didn't really get into the sports because mm-hmm. it's not i just I, jocks were always kind of like the meat kids mm-hmm. they were the people that were kind of pushy and i just didn't want to kind of be <laughs> part of that i was a jock but definitely weird. didn't have i wasn't cool enough to hang out with the jocks yeah yes and, and i looked like a nerd so i had the bull haircut fucked up teeth glasses super scrawny but i was always somewhat athletic so like oh fuck um I always joke around like the last pick in gym class. Yeah. Like that was almost our name for the one. Like if I do a sports podcast, that's right. what it's going to be called. <laughs> if someone's, if it's probably already taken, but that's what I want. Like last pick in gym class. Yeah. Um, and then I'd get picked and then I was really, really fast and I could run for forever and I was a decent athlete. And they're like, what the fuck? He was the last pick. And they're like, oh, he's killed. Like, and they'd always, and I always get lucky too. They're like, all right, um, get the kid with missing six le- his leg and his half his arm and you cover <laughs> fucking that thing and i was that thing and then i'd be like all right and they'd pass me the ball and i would do amazing and I, like and they're like 
shit, and they would have to readjust their whole lineup to get the better kid to guard me. And then I was, and then they're like, yeah, you should play more often. And I was like, so that's that was like my end to being cool at one point. Yeah, it was yeah. sports, yeah. So yeah, you know, and and so now like just going and and doing the doing you know this and that. It's it, it's very important as mm-hmm. we get older. Like we said, that that's the first step to like. I'm sorry, I started exercise. yoga. I love yoga. I, I do. I have the DDP yoga, like the wrestler guy. Yeah, we do DDP yoga. Really? At home for sure. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. We do DDP. That's we, what I'm gonna do tonight before I go to bed. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the wake up is great. You know what I mean? It gives you like this, like little ten minute thing. Like mm-hmm. if you can't do anything else, if you can it only get takes in, like twenty minutes. Yeah, if you can't do anything else, if you get in ten or twenty minutes, that's that's yeah. it's, it's a start. Mm-hmm. Like Pig said, people don't know where to start. Start somewhere. Yeah, start anywhere. And and if people are looking for some, don't know what to do, try start it. somewhere. Yeah, just wake up and do five push ups every day. Yeah, if like do the Herschel Walker push up, sit ups, dips. Yeah, that's all he did, and jumping jacks. And you're like, that's stupid. Like, it works. Or just squats. Push-ups, sit-ups, dip squats. Right. Just do a, do like 20 a day. Well, the problem is, is 98% will do it for five days and then, you know what I mean, it, drop off. Here's 30 the, days. This is, this is. That's how to start a habit. Good well, or bad, it's 30 days. And, and, here's, and here's something. Give yourself some forgiveness. Mm-hmm. It's not an all or nothing thing. Yeah. It's never an all or nothing change. Like, listen, you, you didn't put on 40 pounds or you didn't start to feel poor you did whatever you didn't do that overnight and Mm -hmm. it's not an overnight yeah i went from 185 abs looking real good to 240 and i'm like how did this happen yeah (laughs) i mean anything personal growth physical growth anything give yourself time it takes a really it takes a while to Mm -hmm. to change a habit like you said and then when you go through the whole process you're like man I, i fucking did that like that was that long ago yeah yeah. Yeah. That's how I'm feeling with the show. Yeah. Like I look back, I'm like, oh my God. I watched the first episode. I'm like, that looks and sounds terrible, but look where I'm at now. Yeah. It's fun. I don't know. This one might hit the cutting room floor. It got a little no. weird. <laughs> no, this is this is all staying. It's all staying. I know I never edit anything out. It's just a okay. full conversation. But I really appreciate you cut you contacting us and coming in. It's so <laughs> it's much fun. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And you've, Thank you've you for having and me. And you and you like pushed Steve over, which is amazing too. Because yeah. he's an amazing addition to the show. Oh, I'm glad you and I'm, like him. I'm gonna try to get I'm partial. Yeah. He's, he's all right. He's, he's, that beard. Yeah. That beard. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I almost shaved it off today. Because I'm at that like fuzzy phase and I think it looks terrible. And I can't trim it down because I have two patchy spots. But as it's longer, I can cover it better. Right. So I just got to do the oils more. I got to keep putting the product in to like make the hair look nicer and it lays nicer. Well, Steve doesn't he, – he'll give you a tip. But he, uh, he doesn't shampoo um, like – He'll every just, time every time yeah, yeah i do like every other or like like once a week he'll mainly just condition yeah he'll just condition i just get a shower i wash my face and then i get out of the shower and i have like this cream and i put uh-huh. the cream in before i go to bed and then i just uh, one time i took a straightening iron to his beard i was kind of curious because i like i see the ad and they're like talk about it. i'm like i'm like hey i'm like let me just see what it looks like. He looked like a feral man coon cat. It was like sticking out all over the place. He was so mad at me because he had to, he's like trying to wet it and it wouldn't like retame. And yeah. it was like literally like, like sticking out on all ends. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm thinking about, I used to have really long hair. 
mm. like down to my chest. It looked really good. I think I'm going to grow. I think it's like my new thing is like I'm going to start working out again and growing my hair back. But the problem is, is when you regrow your hair back, you have that weird transition phase. And it's just like, this looks horrible. I don't know how I'm going to. Before I got away with it because I worked in factories mm. so I can throw a hat on. Right. And now I work in like a, a corporate desk job where I have to like, I can't wear anything on my head. What? Yeah, but you can always pull it back. Uh, you know what? When I can get to that point, well, yeah, and, and I'm gonna and look like Justin what? Bieber for six months. Well, listen, because because I I don't hate the man bun. Like I, I love my man bun. Uh, yeah, like and everyone, listen, like, the guys look at you and go, oh, "Dude, what the fuck, man? A man bun?" I'm like, "Yeah, but your girlfriend loves it." Yeah, like our forefathers <laughs> rocked a man bun. Like yeah, they wore powdered wigs. Like these is like legit. Yeah, no hair is great. Mm-hmm. Um, like long hair. I cut off last year. Last year. I cut off fourteen inches. Yeah, like, I was I was my out my was, chest. I chopped it and I don't I donated it. Yeah, yeah. same. Uh, before that, I, I I had dreads like down my waist, and then I cut it. I go through these really weird transitions mm-hmm. where I like go short hair, long hair. Yeah. Uh, right now I'm rocking. I call it the mom hawk. It's like kind of a mohawk, kind of a Karen. Yeah, <laughs> Karen, <laughs> the hair, bang. hair to the side, kind of haircut. But um, yeah, no, it, it's you know. I think it matches your face structure, though. It's, it's nice. a real. That's a, a dedicated process to yeah. to grow, and especially then to cut and donate. That's really I'm gonna, admirable. I'm gonna view. do the when it gets to the long point. I'll just do what I did before. I did the whole like. I look like a John Gotti where I just slicked it all back. <laughs> I'm going to go back to that look. it back. Well, yeah. yeah, Steve's always like, he's like, when you grow your hair back, he doesn't like it short. But I'm like, yeah, you know what? I have, I have girls, like I said, I have daughters. So I got to do their hair and make sure that they're dressed. Like if I could spend less than five minutes in front of a mirror, like that is good yeah. for me. Like I'm the guy comb my hair in the morning. Yeah, no, I'm I not. Like, I am all today. <laughs> if you miss, like I'm not a priority anymore at yeah. all. Like, <laughs> my, my job is to service like everybody else make sure that everybody else has shit sometimes i gotta make sure that everybody has lunch food you know clothes yeah. on you're like whose shoes are you wearing <laughs> I'll, you, i was one of those kids who walked to school the one time with two different shoes on so <laughs> yeah I, you're people like you are definitely needed but uh all right well thank you so much i know we tried to rap like three times and then we get stuck on another sidetrack but this is this is the beauty of our show it's just fun it's just it's a good time thanks for having me you have a fun time yeah absolutely. yeah would you do it again oh yeah sure uh, well, I did. well i'll have you back and if you have anybody else that you're interested that would be interested definitely send them our way yeah for um sure. that'll do it for interviews with everyday people if you made it this far uh, and you didn't hit that subscribe button, shame on you. Do it now. Down on the little, down, where am I looking? Down here, no, over here, there is a little button. Click it, all right? Because I've had videos that like 500 people watched, and I only have, I'm about out of 300 subscribers now for like ever. Oh, yeah, like there's like a oh a thousand people watch. Just hit the button, help me, because YouTube will pay me. You don't, it doesn't even come out of your pocket. It comes out of YouTube and it helps me. <laughs> um, and if you're listening on any other device, give us a review and uh, share it. To let people know that this is going on in our area. I'm always looking to meet new people, and uh, it's fun. It's That's a good fun. time. All right, well, that'll that'll wrap it up for us. Uh, check out the another uh, little closing track for Vito, and go check out his his pages on Spotify and everything. Um, and uh, you can go see him live performing pretty soon at HMAC. So you can always go see him there or any other place in the Harrisburg area. Um, thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time.
Darkness, I see light in this bitch. Give me one small spark and I'm igniting this bitch. 